1: To hear that different intro music. That music is from our first hour guest, Pastor Casper McLeod. Folks, uh, welcome to this edition of the Hagman Report. Joe Hagman here, along with John Robertson. In the first hour, we're going to be in- interviewing Mr. Pastor McLeod in hour one, followed by Craig the Sawman Sawyer in hours two and three. And my father will be joining us for that interview. John's jumping in to do hour one with pastor casper we broadcast each and every weeknight seven to ten p.m Eastern time on global star radio network live video on YouTube and live and archive on our website and blog talk radio and all the podcast apps are there we're so happy to be here today we're gonna jump right in I'm gonna John I'm gonna bring you on uh thanks for filling in or jumping in actually and uh
2: looking forward to this first hour interview you know as am i and i'm I'm not uh I meant I I'm in anticipation and I'm not really sure what we're going to cover with Pastor Casper. He's got such uh, a versatile mind and, and a versatile ministry as well. Uh, folks, it's certainly a privilege to be uh, back here so soon. And we arranged this several months ago, uh, Doug, Joe, and myself with Pastor Casper McLeod. Yeah, hey, uh, we saw him
1: in, in Chicago.
2: Yes, at the uh, Paul Begley Awakened to the Shaken conference. And, uh, and Pastor Casper is such a, uh, uh, an interesting artist and he's a he's a servant of the Lord and he's a servant of his fellow man and he's just got like this gentle spirit and yet this powerful spirit as well. And so uh to say he's magnetic would be an understatement. So uh based on the fact, Joe, that I grew up in the Christian music business as well, we thought it'd be fun if uh if Joe and myself take the first hour with Pastor Casper McLeod Before we bring him on, I just want to remind our listeners and viewers of, of the time that, that, that Pastor Casper began his ministry. We're talking, you know, late sixties, early seventies. It was the explosion of the, of the Jesus movement in Costa Mesa, California. And it was a time when there was a whole generation, uh, really the Vietnam, post Vietnam generation lost, you know, culturally lost, morally lost. And, uh, Christ had a, uh, an agenda for sure, and it came pouring down on the hearts of people like Pastor Casper McLeod, who was gigging all over the UK. You know, he was like a London musician cat, and uh, playing with uh, groups like ACDC and- Yeah, he was a uh, big time. Listening <laughs> to his story is
1: it's fascinating to hear um, where he came from and what he experienced, and what led him to the Lord. Because he does have a very compelling story, and we're going to be with him in just a few minutes. Just a, a- quick rundown of some of the important headlines folks go to HagmanReport.com bookmark the site we have a an, every day a number of important stories there not only curated news but news from a number of other sources who write and post the articles on our website HagmanReport.com the whole island of Puerto Rico is without power Puerto Rico Puerto Rico is without power all 3.5 million residents have lost their power and as, that's as Hurricane Maria um, made its way across the island, one of the first hurricanes, especially a major hurricane category three four five to hit Puerto Rico in almost a hundred years and they took a direct hit, and the um, damage is still being assessed, but the power is out across the region. A quick update into yesterday's mexican seven point one earthquake there are uh over two hundred and forty eight dead in last count, and I was watching c n n briefly before making my way to the studio and the reason i bring this up is to remember to keep these people in your prayers they were digging a school that had collapsed while school was in session trying to find survivors and that was a pretty hard thing to watch there on the news and there's a number of other important stories folks go to hagmanreport.com for those
2: all right we have our, our guest with us john i'm gonna have you bring him in well, thank you so much, Joe, and it is uh, truly a treat for Joe and I to sit down here this evening on Wednesday, September 20th, uh, and uh, visit with debut guest on the Hagman Report, Pastor Casper McLeod. Pastor McLeod, how are you, sir?
3: Oh, i was delighted um, to be back with you guys. It's a uh, lot of fun being with you in Chicago with Pastor Paul Begley and all.
2: Oh, in, indeed it was, brother, and, and welcome and, and make yourself at home. We sometimes like to consider this just sort of sitting around the kitchen table, you know? Uh, so I introduced you a little bit before you were joining us and just mentioned that, uh, you know, that at, at the time that you began your, uh, well, really your, your faith journey, and then of course, subsequent to that, your ministry, uh, that it was a very different time, Pastor Casper. It was a time where, where certainly Christian rock was an oxymoron, uh, the majority, vast majority of the established church, uh, was emphatically against anything to do with rock and roll. And yet, Pastor Casper, there you were in the UK, gigging, you know, all over London and all over town with, uh, with the likes of ACDC. And why don't I hand it to you and you sort of pick it up from there and just give our listeners and viewers an idea of time and, and what was going on in your heart and in your mind?
3: Well, <laughs> those were pretty strange days. Um, <laughs> first let me clarify. I think Play in ACTC, we're just friends and friends with. We, we had the same manager for a time. Um, but uh, yeah, did get to, to, to interact with a lot of major artists, still doing that. Um, most recently, I've been working on some recordings with Tommy James and the Shondells Dells, which has been great fun for me. Uh, Tommy got saved um, back in the 60s, so it's, it's really amazing to me to find. Um, some of the guys that you know I started out with, all were on the same journey. We all became Christians. Um, but back in those days, it really was um, what I recall was uh, thinking, you know, <laughs> I, this is what I really wanted in life, and 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 get on a major label, on Atlantic for a while, and then I realized uh, people around me, they, they kind of had this attitude that one day when they leave this world for the next. I'm going to just have their chauffeur drive them into heaven. And it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, um, it was, a, it was a real change for me. Um, I was very fortunate to be befriended by a musician named Phil Keggy And it was actually Phil that led me to Christ. So, um, I, he, he was kind of one of the, uh, founding fathers of the Christian rock music thing. Um, there really was a lot of opposition in those days I, I think now it's kind of gone the other way and and unfortunately we've got a lot of churches that are just putting on a show a lot of smoke and lights and get the best professional bands out there they can't draw a crowd but a lot of times they're just telling people what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear so
2: um wow you know pastor casper you've you made a couple of excellent points there uh just to touch quickly on Phil Kagi. Now, I, uh, again, growing up on the West Coast, uh, celebration concerts in Spirit West Coast were, for lack of a better term, the family businesses. You know, my dad was one of the early pioneer concert promoters. And so as a little kid, it wasn't uncommon, you know, for me to be hanging out in a, in a Karo's or a Denny's at two o'clock in the morning with Phil Kagi. Uh, records like The Wind and the Wheat, I mean, those, I would say changed music to a degree and I would also argue that Phil Kagey is one of the finest guitar players alive uh, but I don't want to get too deep into into uh, other music but I'd like to talk a little bit about yours now I listen to a lot of your stuff today and uh, our listeners and viewers can check out uh, Pastor Casper's music at com. and uh, Pastor Casper I like the way you set it up so that people can listen to the different tracks uh before they choose to add them to their collection and also you, you priced everything you know very reasonable I mean for a couple bucks you can have a lot of fun at uh caspermcleodmusic.com but you know in looking at your music Pastor Casper first I was drawn to Anthology uh, 1988 2016 and there's such an interesting you know I think Christian music so often gets couched in this sort of well it's five years behind the times it's it's just secular music with some Jesus lyrics. And, and, uh, uh, Pastor Casper, one of the things that really appealed to me about what you're doing is the vast versimilitude in, in your work. You take a, a song like Simple Gifts, you know, it's like this instrumental mindscape. Uh, but then you have Mind of Christ. And I wanted to ask you, did, uh, were you inspired by 1 Corinthians 2.16 for
3: Mind of Christ? Oh, absolutely. I, I think everything that I've been writing for many years has been inspired by the Word of God. Um, but obviously, yeah, it says to put on the mind of Christ. You know, Who's got the mind of Christ that we can use it? We've got the mind of Christ, and yet it seems like a lot of people aren't actually accessing that. So you've got to get in the Word of God, and then the Word of God gets into you.
2: And and uh, let's do that right now, uh, uh, Pastor Casper. 1 Corinthians 2.16, uh, it says... For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? Would you like to extrapolate that a little bit, Pastor Casper, especially with what
3: we're facing these days? Um, yeah, I'd be happy to. I, I think there's a lot to that. Um, first of all, I, I would take us back to Second Corinthians 10 5, um, where it, it tells us that take every thought captive the obedience of Christ, right? Well, obviously, if you're putting it on the mind of Christ, you're gonna take your thoughts captive. And and I don't feel like a lot of um teaching's been, you know, surrounded with the it. Okay, so first of all, it's basics, right? Greatest commandment of all is to do what? Love God with all your mind, heart, body, mind, spirit and soul. Love your neighbors as yourself. Well today with the new Tower of Babel I mean the Internet. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> let's just let that one go. Um <laughs> do a little slow yeah. on the uptake there Pastor Casper <laughs> everyone is you know our neighbor now right and and so that's, that's the you know they're going to know we're Christians but our love okay so you might be surprised that how many people don't actually like themselves which begs the question what spirit taught you not to like yourself I mean I deal, I've been dealing in ministry a long time you know? lots of people in church don't even like themselves well if you don't like yourself you certainly don't have the, the mind of Christ right so keeping that in mind pun intended Um, your heart has got over 40,000 neurons in, so it makes it like a little mini brain in there Um, so you need to get your words and your thinking to agree together here, because otherwise those thoughts release all these chemicals into your bloodstream, and when they reach your heart, if you're not in agreement with the words that you speak speaking, it causes confusion and and, God's not the author of confusion so then your heart's going to send a message back through the chemicals, back to your brain that um, you know, please inform the, the body we, we, we can't accomplish this task at the moment because there's no congruency which is you know, really vital to understand I mean if, if all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments in Matthew 22 then what are we supposed to do about it I mean the Lord tells us you know, um, <laughs> you know where's it James 2.18 um, Yea a man may say thou hast faith I've works show me thy faith without thy works and I'll show thee my faith by my works right so staying in faith, putting on the mind of Christ means staying in the word of God, so the word of God stays in you. Not just not saying anymore. So um, what are we doing when we're putting on the mind of Christ? We're thinking, uh, meditating. He tells us, right? Think what things are true, pure, lovely, of a good report, praiseworthy. Um, so your brain's going to convert all these thoughts into a reaction. It's going to release healing molecules and produce health in your your mind and your body, your soul and the spirit. I mean, the, the Lord tells us even right um, Proverbs 17:22, a merry heart does good like a medicine but a broken spirit dries up the bones right, so it's vital to understand the, the importance of framing the situation, putting on the mind of Christ, you, you look through a grid of, of our Heavenly Father's covenant with us his nature, his character, his love and so you, actually this is fascinating, <clears throat> I've studied this a long time, so your kidneys also, act like another brain. There's a heart in your brain. <clears throat> I mean, the heart acts like a brain, so in your kidneys, act like another brain. So the left kidney assesses the situation. And then, based on how that situation is framed by the left kidney, the right kidney comes along and devises a strategy how we're going to move forward now. So, if the left kidney assesses the situation in, in a go- an ungodly way, um, <clears throat> in a badly, you know, kind of bad, things aren't working out, then the right kidney is not able to resolve it. So the kidneys release stress hormones. Which obviously would, you know, um, exasperate problems that you might be already having, which is, you know, like a spirit of fear that comes to the torment and tell you how things, you know, all the doom and gloom stuff that's out there. But if we frame it properly, the amazing thing is um, your kidneys will release a, a chemical called DHEA, which carries the emotion of joy. And then your heart releases a chemical called ANF, which carries the emotion of peace. Which brings healing spiritually, emotionally, physically. I mean, this is fantastic. This is this is the word of God. It's it's absolutely extraordinary. Um, so I think a lot of times people think you know thoughts are harmless, but <clears throat> we're supposed to take every thought captive in the mind of Christ, meaning putting on, putting on the mind of Christ, right? So why would you just let any thought wander on in mind? I mean, when I travel out of, out of the, the country, I, I usually you know, have to cop the, the immigration guys, right? And they always say, May I see your passport, how much money are you bringing in and how long you're planning on staying? Why, why can't we do that with the thoughts that we have? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's an excellent point. Uh, uh Pastor Casper, I wanna uh, bring Joe in as well. I'll ask you this question and then I'm gonna hand it over to him. But uh your music as I as I went through it uh earlier this afternoon, uh we brought the show in with Backslider, okay? It's like this big kind of power chord confession where uh, yeah. I would suggest that, that you as the artist, as the singer and songwriter are, are attempting in that song backslider and it's just so driving and, and you're basically laying out your sins and saying, look, uh, I need redemption. I need to get back to that mind of Christ. And, uh, I also made a note, just a quick note here, Romans 8, uh, chapter 8 verse 9 and then I'll pass it to you, Casper, and we'll, we'll get Joe in here. But Romans chapter 8 verse 9 reads, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So in your music, I, I, I think there's a, a theme or a thesis in there. I guess it would be a theme, uh,
3: reactivating that mind of Christ. Pastor? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not uh, Backslider is basically a song about not backsliding. Like, don't do it. I mean, it's easy to backslide, isn't it? I mean, if if, if sin wasn't pleasurable, who would do it? So, right. <laughs> right. I mean, but you know, God's commandments are not grievous; they're, they're for our benefit. So that song is really about um, not backsliding. You know, staying staying on the narrow path of holiness. On um, well, Pastor you know, Casper.
1: Yes. Uh, sorry to just jump in here. Let me ask you this what other um, give me some examples of some of your other songs that you've written based on biblical teachings and principles
3: well um, I I think most of them are are coming out at the end I've just got a new album I don't even think it's listed on uh, CatherineMcLeodMusic.com yet but um, it's called Pictures of Jesus because every song is basically a picture of Jesus and on there there's a song called Best Things to Happen and You see a lot of people, you know, they're just discouraged. I mean, like a a classic example would be um, the disciples. They see Jesus gets arrested, they're they're slandering him, they're lying they're torturing him, and then they crucify him. It doesn't get much worse than that, does it? And yet, three days later, history changes forever with incredible good news. So... um, I think it, it's really important that, you know, we put on the mind of Christ here and and, and, and that's, you know, and, and look for the best things that happen because we serve an almighty God. Absolutely. And uh, I know that you have your own
1: testimony and your own story about some of the things you experienced getting into the music industry and what led you to the Lord, and you and you touched on that a little bit in the beginning. Um pastor and i want to ask you this because when we have met in person the one story that you you told me that really sticks with me is the story about you understanding that the people that kind of control you or or dictate you know what music you put out and when wanted to control you via drugs can you get into that a little bit that story because i think that's pretty powerful
3: yeah, I, I think some of the main players are now passed on to the Just Rewards so um I can talk about it. I um was recording for Atlantic, it was um the early eighties. On, uh, you know, it was it was a real interesting time because I'm, I was just constantly in you know interacting in the hallways and meetings and parties with, you know, a lot of major artists today and that the big Herit band of the eighties, right? Um so We were recording and I I was walking down the hallway one day and at this point I was already starting to really question a lot of things because I was a baby Christian. I used to call my friend Phil Keggy up from the back of the uh, recording studio because he was the only Christian I actually knew at the time. (laughs) I'd call him up and ask him for his advice and prayer and that sort of thing go go out there and start recording. Um, So I'm walking down the hallway one day and I heard my name mentioned, the door was ajar, and it was my management and a number of record executives in there. And I slowed down. I thought, well, so, you, know, you know, we shouldn't as believers, we shouldn't be over listening to somebody else's conversation. But since they said my name, I slowed down and, and I heard this most incredible statement made. And somebody said to management, Well, if you won't take the drugs, how in the world are you gonna control them? Well that was the day I decided I had to get out. Um, because I, I was, I was seeing, you know, how this really wasn't working out with a lot of people. A, a lot of people I knew, even, even like my my very good friend Tommy James. I mean, he he ended up at Betty Ford um, Hospital and, and had to get his life back on track. Um, a lot of the guys were really getting messed up, and, and I just didn't want to go down that path. So um, I ended up moving back to the UK and uh, decided I was just going to play for the Lord. And, uh, kind of a, a funny moment as you brought a ACDC. earlier I, um, I was meeting with him we had some mutual friends and we all got together for, for a meal on, um, with Cliff Williams the bass player and so I gave Cliff the, I think it was probably the album with Backslider on it that you played and so he went off after we, we, we shared a, some fellowship and meal together and, and uh Popped it in his, his car and drove off listening to the record. And he called me up an hour later and he said, Dude, you became like the Christian Led Zeppelin or something here. So, um, I thought, that was the same one. <laughs> well,
2: Pastor Casper, you did, uh, become the, the Christian Led Zeppelin. And, uh, you know, just before we got the show, uh, cooking here this evening, I was thinking about, about your ministry. And I want to make sure that we touch on, uh, the upper room fellowship as well. Uh, but, it It seems to me with the limited acquaintance that I have with with what you're up to, that you are making every attempt to reach the lost where they are, as you just indicated in that story with the basis from a c d c um I think a lot of Christians would just blow that fell- as you said fellowship that lunch or that dinner off and say i'm not I'm not going to associate with him he's he plays an a c d c you know uh but you didn't you uh you met with him and and you gave him uh, just, uh, well, you planted a seed, uh, with, with your record. And I was thinking about this show, The Hagman Report, and, and, uh, it's, it's nothing that was ever sat around and discussed, uh, but we try to do that as well. Now we use news analysis and commentary and, and the guests that we bring on. But one of the cornerstones of this show, uh, similar to your ministry is really trying to meet, uh, the lost where they are. Of course, we do it through people who are interested in or even addicted to the news and current events etc uh, Pastor Casper would you like to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more uh, uh, reaching the lost where they're at rather than expecting them to come to us
3: uh, Absolutely I, I Interestingly when, when I got ordained and by the way I, I didn't ask for this I, I was studying day and night um, because it said um, Proverbs 4 20 you know if you meditate on the word of God Day and I to bring healing to all your flesh, and I looked it up in Greek and Aramaic and Hebrew, and it means everything. So I was just trusting God for everything at that point in my life. And the church I was attending called me, and I was already a, a music worship leader for, for many years at this point, at least fifteen years, I think. And uh, they called me and said, God has told us to, you know, to ordain you as a, as a pastor. And um, so when I got ordained. Oddly enough, the the senior pastor looked at me and said, "Now, don't go getting a haircut and putting on a coat and tie because you reach people we can't reach." So um, I, I've you know been out here on on the, the circuit with a number of um, people that have been on your program, working with um, staff right with Ali Mazzuli doing the Hear the Watchmen prophecy watchers and all that. Um, get to play and speak. Um I know there's people that are uncomfortable walk out, you know, and they go, "Oh, wait a minute, he looks like a." He should be playing with Led Zeppelin, right? <laughs> but um it's true, you know, it's like I, I do end up talking to people that will share things with me, not realizing I'm a pastor at at the first. And and how are you gonna reach people and do what Jesus said? I mean, one of the greatest commandments is to do what? It's a commission, right? Go and, and reach the lost. Um that's what we're supposed to do. Love love God, love people, minister healing and miracles in the almighty name of Jesus so um, to be all things to all people so it's, I find myself in a very unique situation I can get around a bunch of um, intellectuals and scholars and interact with them and I can also go out on the street and meet with all kinds of people from all walks of life and share Christ's love with them and that's what it's all about isn't it Pat, uh,
1: folks our guest is Pastor Casper McLeod and his website uh, real quick you have com. You have theupperroomfellowship.org, and Pastor, you have your own show, Spiritual Encounters with Pastor Casper McLeod. When is your show air, Pastor?
3: Uh, it's a weekly show. Um, it, it, it goes on YouTube um, on Thursday nights. Okay. It's about eight uh, eight o'clock on Thursday nights, usually.
1: And if if you can give our audience a little um, a teaser, of what it is you like to get into? I know that the show's named Spiritual Encounters. Uh, With Pastor Catherine McLeod, Uh, what what do you like to talk about?
3: Yeah, everything that's you know (laughs) to do with the the spiritual encounters. Um, My friend Ali Mazuli is actually the one that got me doing this. We um, had him, Russ Dizdars, coming on, so we'll talk about you know the the things that most people don't want to talk about in church, but they should be talking about in church. So we're not going to be you know hindered from discussing the importance of what's happening prophetically. Um, UFOs, Nephilim, CERN—all the crazy stuff that's unfolding before us right now. Um, so we've had, you know, some fantastic guests. John has, has been on the show. We're just waiting for you, Joe, to come on and your dad. So um, yeah, look, well, look, we'll, yeah. we'll set that up
2: for sure. Yeah. Tell you what, Pastor Casper, uh, let's get that set up uh, sooner than later. I mentioned it to Joe the other day, and again, thank you so much for having me on Spiritual Encounters. And I just want to mention uh, just. Be a little bit personal here for a moment. Uh, so I did spiritual encounters with Pastor Casper McLeod about 10 weeks ago, I'd say it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like any other man, I mean, I was going through some struggles, had this huge move coming up, uh, really feeling displaced, and, and, um, I won't get into detail, but I, but I'd fallen into a little bit of sin. And here I have to do this show on Saturday morning with Pastor Casper McLeod. And it was a great show, and it was uh, one of those shows where I I prayed, I repented to the Lord personally before I went on. I was afraid to go on the show if I didn't. But then, Pastor Casper, you may recall, you asked me to pray a salvation prayer, a redemption prayer at the end of the show, and I have no problem telling our listeners and viewers right here and right now that, that as we moved into that spirit, as we moved into that prayer, man, I was having a hard time. I was choking back tears, brother.
3: I, I do remember that, and it was the Holy Spirit, because a lot of times I will pray at the end and not ask the guest to do that, but I felt compelled to ask you, and I'm so glad I did. And that was a, a Holy Ghost moment. So.
2: Well, well, oh, sorry, Joe. Well, Pastor, I'm glad you asked too. It, it was, it was a spirit-filled uh, moment. Sorry, Joe.
1: No, Pastor, if we can, <clears throat> kind of switching gears here, let's get into some of the, the news of the day. And what you see taking place We have um the Hagman Daily Show that John and I do 2 to 3 p.m. each day And we got into an interesting discussion About Bible prophecy and current events And, and correlations between these events And uh, we started out our show talking about The number of emails we've been getting Dealing with the eclipse And events that have happened since the eclipse And the September 23rd planetary or star alignment Yeah um, can you get into this a little bit? I'd like to, to hear your thoughts on all this.
3: Yeah, I, um, I'd i be happy to, to share my thoughts on that. Um, I think it's a lot of red herrings are being you know, <laughs> presented right now. Um, I would just like to say right off the bat that um, for your listeners, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because water gets inside them. So I don't want anybody to let the troubles of the world get inside you and sink you down, okay? Um, we're not going to focus on the wind and the waves, but on the living word of God here. So, um, that said, I, I think um, I'm going to have a lot to say on the 24th. I'm really excited about um, <laughs> getting to speak on the 24th. Because yeah, I, they, I hear you. In The Economist magazine that was published the 9th of January, 1988, it predicted the world currency would would arrive in 2018. Well, you know, that may still happen, but that was the same time when you had that guy that wrote 88 Reasons Why the Raptors is going to happen in 1988, right? Mm-hmm. We had lots of wars, rumors of wars, unnatural hurricanes, um, lying signs and wonders, heart, mind control, artificial intelligence. We're, we're living in unprecedented, absolutely crazy times, like Crazy Eddie, right? Crazy times. <laughs> and then we got the date setters. Mm-hmm. People date setting, you know, I've been at at, at conferences with people that are saying, well, I'm not date setting, but then they're they're saying everything to indicate they are date setting. Well, I remember about a year ago, I was um, uh, working on a a possible project with my friend Anthony Mm Pitch. And uh, we were talking about some really bizarre stuff that's going on um, with Nimrod's head. On the 23rd of September 2017. So, um, <laughs> like Anthony's been, um, researching a lot of, uh, exposing things that are going on with CERN and the D waves. And, um, you know, D wave, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, the, the technology right there, like the D wave, the AQC processor model, the uh, 1024, it's got the the same processing power equivalent to over seven billion human brains. That's, basically how many human brains there are in existence today so it's kind of like oh let's it harness everybody's brain together right and we can have this incredible this is why you got the transhumanist you know uh, under the with a spirit of arrogance saying nobody get in my way because I am going to become God and don't you try to stop me from being God right um, so that's what's going on and in, this, in the meantime you got people that are um I was, my friend, Pastor Carl Gallup, I know you've you've had him on your program. He's a very good friend. And we we were talking about this, and we're amazed that the people, because we dared to say, you know, um, last month, like, hey, we're not in agreement that the rapture is going to take place. I mean, it can happen at any time. God's God, he can do whatever he wants. But from all indications, I don't think it's this Saturday, and a lot of people, uh, you know, that are following this stuff. And, And it's amazing to me that we haven't seen... Many of them, that are, they're actually even acting hostile. They'll use profanity, but you know how dare you, you guys not agree with us? And, and <laughs> that's what spirit is that of. But I, I haven't seen anybody, if they really believe the rapture is going to be this September the 23rd, then how come they haven't sold everything they have? That, the, then would that be the Christian thing to do? I, I'm so convinced the rapture is going to sell everything you've got, feed the poor, get out there day and night, don't even sleep anymore because, you know, we're coming down to the end. You want to get as many people saved and blessed as possible. But I don't see that happening. No, I, I don't either. And it's, um,
1: I don't know what it is with the date setting, Pastor. It clearly says in Scripture that no man knows the day or the hour. Yeah. And we see, you know, all the, and as you said, the rapture stuff, the date setting um and in my experience from what i read especially on on internet forums where people make predictions a lot it discredits and gives christians a bad name when people who claim they're christians put dates on things like the rapture will happen on september 23rd and it's very frustrating um but it's obviously something that's never going to stop uh especially well, with the rise you know, of the internet it, it and had, the technology
3: i mean it, it one one comment that caught my attention, I, I did respond to it on social media. Somebody had said, "Well, you know, I was at this conference where you and LA and Ross were, and and this guy over here, you know, convinced us the rapture was going to happen on the 23rd, and and he was attacking us because we didn't agree. And um, he said we were selling books, you know, and we we had book tables, and the other guy that was you know doing the didn't have any books to sell. I'm going, yeah, he didn't have any books to sell, but he monetized all his videos." <laughs> you've got millions of people going down this path I'm sorry you know mm-hmm. um, you, and like even in the drugs report you probably saw the the Christian so-called yeah. professing Christian the numerology I mean where does it end I mean people then they fall away because it's like Jesus said some seed fell on the good you know places and grew up strong and the others fell on the rocky places and sprung up and, uh, and withered in you know the heat so um why waste, you know, hours and hours doing something the Lord said you can't know? <laughs>
1: that's a very
3: good question. If not even the angels in heaven, you know, why why are you spending hours and hours doing this? Why aren't you instead doing what He said to do? He said, you know, one of the first things the resurrected Jesus Christ, the Nazareth Messiah Yeshua, to said, is is cast all demons. That's what He said. The very first thing, then heal the sick lay on the on the sick and Lord recover. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Bless people, right? I mean. How, how did so many people get saved in one day, thousands of three thousand people in one day, if 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 a, if a powerful demonstration of Christ was in heaven, blind eyes opening and seeing, deaf ears hearing? I mean the Lord said, Hey, you know, watch me and then you do what I uh, you know, what I'm doing here. I'm gonna give you commission you to do the same thing. He sent out the twelve that came back rejoicing, sent out the seventy, and then he sent the rest of us in every preceding generation so Amen. this is what we're supposed to be doing and yes there is a rapture I do believe I mean the word of God says you know then we which are alive to remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air and so shall ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words it's going to happen first Thessalonians 4 right? this is this is going to happen but we, we can't tell you when it, we, he, the Lord said you you can tell the weather's changing how much more should we know the season I mean all the prophetic signs are there I agree with that but I think I'm more concerned with um, that. What's really going on behind the scenes? That, um, as you brought up, you know, there's a spirit of fear that's being entertained. That God didn't give you. It's projecting itself into people's thoughts and feelings about the future. It's all the doom and gloom guys out there. It's causing you to imagine things going wrong, not working out, and so that poisonous imagination in your mind is going to respond. Accordingly, it's going to release chemicals and bring negative results to your, your physical health, your life, your well-being. Um, it's even going to alter your perceptions of reality without the need for witchcraft and manipulation, which is probably, you know, what's behind the whole CERN thing and the Mandela effect. Um, so we got these guys in the shadows working the artificial intelligence, working the D-waves, working the quantum mechanics, you know, helping form false memories and all the psyops and psychological wars, um where people recall something that didn't actually happen and other lying signs and wonders and false phenomena that the Lord warned us was going to happen before his appearing so we we are living in unprecedented times um you, you, i mean the, the human think about it like 20 years ago not everybody had a cell phone right and and how how soon did that happen i mean it's like now everybody's connected with it how long? I mean, the, the, the guys that are doing the agenda 2030, I mean, the transhumanist movement behind um, that, they, they, they're they wanting to seamlessly um, merge your brain to create a seamless interface between the world of machines and, and your biological circuitry. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all coming down. And I, I i think from a number of resources, possibly one of the reasons the Iraq war happened was to cover up the fact that they were in their removing Nimrod's remains um, so that's a whole other bizarre um, account that's going on Um <laughs> so, what strange times we live in but uh, how exciting to be here this <laughs> time is this well Pastor Casper you, you touched on
2: something a moment ago that really uh, again spoke to me personally and I have a feeling it's going to do so with our listeners and viewers as well and you and I touched on this we just, we just uh, barely kissed barely uh, kissed the surface of this yesterday but uh, I, since moving uh, here to uh, to Pennsylvania where the Hagman Studios are I have had the unfortunate experience of unpacking crate after crate and box after box of preps that I put together in 2011 2012 and perhaps a bit of 2013 when uh, President Obama was re-elected they were printing money around the clock and it looked like the world could end any moment and as i've unpacked these little time capsules i can see by the things mm-hmm. placed in them to a degree where my mind was at that time now you made a very a very good point and i want to make a distinction here and i've seen this a lot uh, in in our community uh, in, uh, among m- the p- many of the people we work with and i think we're all guilty of it at times so if you spend an enormous amount of time in the blogosphere reading about all of the just chaotic miasma that is this world. Like you said a moment ago, lying signs and wonders. I mean, it's right there in the word of God. If you spend, uh, an inordinate amount of time on that and then you throw in a, uh, perhaps a Saturday study on witchcraft and the occult. Now you trick yourself saying, well, I'm, I'm a Christian spy over in the enemy's camp. I'm just, I'm just picking up what they're up to so I can run back and tell my Christian brethren. Well, pretty soon, Pastor Casper, you've spent 15 minutes with the Lord that week and uh, 60 or 70 hours admiring the handicraft of Satan. And I I would like to to hear your thoughts on that.
3: Well, we, you know, Isaiah 4, 6, we don't want to perish from lack of knowledge. So God wants us to know what's going on. We should be aware of what's really happening. We should be talking about it, because that's one of the the wonderful things about your program, which is what I love about the the show you do, is, is you're out there, Exposing the works of the enemy and what does that do? It, it hinders him from advancing and it advances the kingdom of God. So we do need to know what's going on. Um, but another part of the head is when people, every relationship needs to be attended to, right? I mean, if you've got a wife, a husband, um, you need to spend time together. If you have children, you need to spend time. You know, parents, all the rest of it. All relations, business relations, if you don't work and build up the relationship and and the trust, you know, what have you really got there? Not very much, right? Um, So, how many people actually spend time reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God? Spend time with God. Spend time with the Lord Jesus. Uh, The Holy Spirit come to teach you all these things, right? And, and they're multitasking. I mean, if they are spending time with the Lord, well, you know, they're doing a lot of things. well. Why would you multitask when you go before? You have access to boldly come before the throne of God, and make your request known, and even knows everything you can ask before you ask it, right? So, I, I think it's it's absolutely essential. I mean, one of the, the most powerful weapons we have is to speak out the word of God, but we have to know the word of God to speak it out, and that's something we should be doing daily absolutely we should and I I mean go ahead well I was just going to say I mean it's like everywhere we look you know right now I mean even with all the bizarre things that are going behind um, the scenes like with with the experiments with CERN CERN filling the um, you know basically working on a a cosmic jailbreak (laughs) (laughs) and the Revelation 918 yeah Um, they're they're really pushing this you know opening dimensional doorways, gateways, portals and and that's going to change reality overnight, I mean it's going to be an overnight sensation Um, however that happens, I'm I'm hoping we'll be um, caught up together with the Lord before that actually does happen but we look around today, I mean people are struggling mentally with things they're struggling physically, they're struggling emotionally they need healing from a spirit of depression, OCD anxiety they got broken hearts. Jesus came to mend the broken heart, and and <laughs> that's what we need to focus on is 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 ministering in the word of God. I mean, the, you know, the Lord even tells us, right? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's what He wants us doing. I mean, John 14:12 says this and greater things shall you do in my name. Well, how are we ever going to do anything greater than what Jesus did? None of us can save the world from the sins, right? But if we were all doing what he said to do, I, I think we'd be seeing a much greater sign of, um, you know, we'd, we'd be seeing a move of healing and miracles and, and signs and wonders that the Lord would confirm as we go forward in, in, in faith. I mean, we go out in faith and then he meets us and does what we can't do. Because all things are possible with God, meaning we need to, to do our part. We, we, we show up in faith and he does all the rest. I, I rather like that arrangement, actually
1: no i I understand and absolutely agree pastor what, Pastor, pastor want to take a little bit of a left turn here. What do you see with the division in the American political system, and do you think that this fits into just the overall uh level of craziness that we're seeing
3: i um I'm shocked somebody has at me um an article yesterday out of Time magazine and i'm just I was just floored to, to realize how they're pushing this new age agenda it, it's simply everybody needs jesus that 's the bottom line they need a relationship with jesus and and when you don't have a real relationship with that then you you're susceptible again you know it, it says um a city with its walls broken down um you know, anything can come in and out. And that's what's happening. So they're, they're susceptible to all these crazy things that are going on in the world. They're not understanding the thought life, right? A city, um, he has no rule over his own spirit. is like a city that's broken down without walls. Now, I, I live on a horse farm. You know, if, if I left the doors open and the windows, I mean, they would come in. There's a great love we have, you know, my horse and all. But, he, but they would not act like humans, right? They would just leave a mess anywhere. And so what kind of mess are you leaving in your mind? And that's why we see such a breakdown. And, and, and it all starts with a thought. And so we got people that are, you know, just... I mean, Jesus made it clear. He said, you're either for me or you're against me, right? So if you're not for him, and you, you're embracing all the, the New Age ideas on, um, you know, <laughs> the, this utopian you know, world without... Like the John Lennon song, you know, no, no more countries, no more religion, no more whatever. Um, Where is that really going to take you? I mean, how many people are are actually, if you really talk to them, the bottom line is they've got a broken heart, and so they're 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 disguising it with all kinds of stuff. They're trying to fill up that 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 hole in their heart that's leaking out with all kinds of things, Um, whether it, it be sex, drugs, you know, music or Politics or whatever. I mean, it, it's all the same. They just need Jesus. And that's the only thing that's going to fix anything.
1: Yeah, it is. I just, um, with the political divide we see in this country, it, it almost seems like, um, with these natural disasters, it's the, uh, the perfect storm because I, I do believe that the political divide is going to get worse. But also the divide in our country to me, what you just laid out is what I exactly what I how I think is that the, Spiritual issues are manifesting in in physical ways, with many people, even people who don't believe in God, and we're seeing people being wholly turned over to that that Antichrist type spirit. And then you you see the hyper emotionalism and and all the you know crazy um, thoughts. And something we talked about on our show earlier that you mentioned, I read a a ver or not a verse, somebody. Sum this up from a biblical passage, but it said don't give in uh, what you said about keeping your thoughts captive. The thing I read talked about how when we think about something and pay it attention that we give it power, whether it 's good or bad, and that by our uh, giving something attention it it we lose some of our own power and, and play it and give it to what we 're um, paying attention to and, and pointing out and I think that is um You know, back to what you said about keeping your thoughts captive. It's so important. And people can train their mind to do this. It's just something that, like anything else, takes work to do. And Mm -hmm. it is so important in today's day and age. And I said all that to say this, the, uh, the spirit of fear that we see, that wouldn't be there if people were walking in their spiritual walk correctly. But yet we still see it. We still see the date setting. We still see the um, uncertainty. But if everybody wasn't doing their spiritual walk faithfully, it wouldn't matter when the rapture was or when uh, you know somebody said it's going to be the end of the world or whatever the scenario is. We would already be set and ready for it and not worrying about it at all. Um, and, and you already uh, spoke to this pastor. But what are some things people can do to help? Train themselves to become uh, better in their walk with the Lord.
3: Well, I, I'm, I'm actually amazed as a pastor to realize that most people that are professing Christians that I meet, they haven't actually read the Bible. They read books about the Bible, but they haven't actually read the Bible. They haven't actually studied to show themselves approved. So that's a really you know, important part. That the Start knowing the word of God and not conforming to this world. Um, putting on the mind to Christ. I mean, even if you didn't have a Bible, like, in, if you're in China, some place where you've been oppressed, I mean, you, you can still connect with the Lord. Um, I mean, and you think about the other side of this, with the with quantum computers now tapping into unimaginable vast fabrics of our reality, um, trying to advance the, the new world order. Uh, and I'm reminded how the Lord Jesus said, except those days be shortened, there should be no flesh saved, but for the luck's sake, those days should be shortened. So now you've got you know, all these guys in, in politics, you've got all this division, you've got people that absolutely hate um, these politicians, and there's no reason, you know, I mean, I mean, why would they do that? They don't even know the person, they don't need know much about them, but they just have this vengeance against them. And I think it comes back down to, you know, like Psalm fourteen one which says the the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They're corrupt, they've done abdominal works, there is none that, that you know does good. So um even with like all the evasive surveillance and you guys certainly know about that. I mean it's been around for years, it's monitoring um, you know, employee productivity, sorting out computers, it's it's even scanning eyes now the to, to see how you react and to the adverts. Um I mean <laughs> We don't even know the, the extent of um, what they're really able to do with mind control. But if you're covered in the blood of Jesus, from my understanding, then you're covered in the blood of Jesus, and all the technology in the world is not going to have the, the the effect that they hope for on that, because God's going to cover you, just like He did uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and 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 Ben-Go, Right? They they actually had to go into that fiery furnace, but they went in in faith. They weren't going to bow down the false idols. And, and it changed the course of history they come out; they're not even smelling like smoke not a hair is singed and King Nebuchadnezzar goes okay from now on we're serving your God right so um, I, I think it's just ask the Lord seek your heart pray with a focus instead of multitasking when you're trying to you know commune with God communicate with him be be fully present when you go before the Lord and, and pray in the same way you would want the Lord to focus on you and your needs when you communicate right Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says you seek me and you'll find me when you seek, you know, she'll search with all your heart, so I'll give him all your heart and, and, and he'll turn the most awful situations around and he's, he's an expert at turning things around, just as he did at, at the crucifixion, he turned it around resurrected, so um, I think that's the thing we need to focus on
2: So, Pastor Casper uh, to reiterate if I if I heard you correctly we I say we, all of us, let's just say the American Christian church or the Western or Western Christendom, however you want to qualify it. Uh, we have a reciprocity issue with the Lord. See, I just heard you say that we want him to relate to us in this magnificent divine answer to prayer, blessing, healing, uh, type way, but we want to phone it in with him.
3: Well, the, the Lord Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. <laughs> and his commandments are not grievous. And yet, how many people are doing that? Even think about it. After you got saved and God washed you clean from all unrighteousness and forgave every sin you ever committed, then how many sins did you go out and con- you know, commit after that? I mean, do you go back and say, Lord, you know, I really blew it that time. I need you to forgive. Well, he says, you know, if you, if you confess your sins, then he, he's just washed you clean from all unrighteousness and forgive all your sins. Um, it's all about a relationship you know the devil's all about rituals and the lord's about relationships um in fact um it's amazing the way he designed us and and you know, like we we've got this thing called um neurotran- neuroplasticity where we were able to retranscribe um, our, our minds our memories and um, that 's why he says, you know be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what 's good, acceptable, perfect with the God as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is so you 've got to be careful what you what you say about yourself, careful what you say about others, and you know if you don 't like politicians, pray for them for god 's sake, go before the Lord, pray they get saved and have a you know a, a all Tarsus experience and and they turn their life around and get right with the Lord because you know, changing our thinking, putting on the mind of Christ, is going to help us change all the bad habits like grumbling and complaining, fearing the future, um, that how the world's going to be overrun with evil and artificial intelligence and all the rest of it. Um, the whole thing with Nimrod's reconstruction and, and all that. I mean, but it's going. To, when, the more you hear yourself speaking the truth of God's holy word, the more you're able to use it the more you truly believe God's word apply it to your life because thoughts become words right? you get a thought it becomes a word the words become an action your actions become habits and your habits become your character which is ultimately going to become you know, part of your destiny so that's why you know, there's great power in words right the power of the tongue and so I, I applaud you guys for going after week after week year after you're doing a fantastic job I, I um I think the Lord is just really using you mightily, and i just pray God continues to bless everything on the Hagman Report, all that you're doing for his glory, and uh, people get blessed by your work. In the almighty name of Jesus.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Casper. We only have about two minutes left. Why don't you tell folks um, anything about your your show that you've done recently, some of the guests or anything you got coming up, anything you're working on or want to promote?
3: Well, um, I think I'd like people to check out the new album, The Pictures of Jesus. It's my first all-acoustic album. Actually, Trey Smith convinced me to do that because I'm out there playing with all the band the last couple of years and writing all these songs that I can do like that. And uh, I think um, people would be blessed to to give it a listen. I've also got a new book called Unmasking the Future, um, which... um, I think Derek Gilbert wrote an, an amazing forward for and it's got uh, endorsements by uh, of course Ali Mazuli and my friend Ross Burad from The Shroud written several books on The Shroud um, my friend Tommy James wrote something funny he said I think we're not alone now <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was good uh, I think we're not alone now anymore. And so um my friend Elliot Goldstein from the Rolling Stones um wrote a nice endorsement in there. But I, I I just kind of the, the main thing on asking the future, I, I think, you know, people come back that have read it and they tell me it's take especially women, if said it's taken away the fear factor. That I'm not I'm not afraid of the future anymore after reading this book. So well praise the Lord. That that's fantastic. I've got another book and a workbook Called what was I thinking um, that I, I collaborated with my friend Linda Lang on and uh, doing a lot of conferences with that and seeing people get restored get healed in almighty name of Jesus so it shows you step by step how to begin the practice to take your thoughts captive so you too can be an overcomer and more than a conqueror absolutely you know uh,
2: pastor it's been such a, a treat to hang out with you here a little bit Remember, folks, thoughts become words, words become action, action becomes habit, and habit becomes character. Pastor Casper McLeod, thank you so much. We very much enjoyed your company. And, folks, go to caspermcleodmusic.com or theupperfellowshiproom.org. Awesome.
1: We will be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
5: but a bing, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG Chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP-proof. And it's environmentally friendly, yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to GreenInnovative.com. That's GreenInnovative.com.
4: you should have a minute man the survival stove in an can. for investors timberland has become the symbol of safety global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases the need for managed sustainable timber production forests has never been greater when stock markets crash Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. We are in hour two, and we have a great guest lined up for you, Sawman, the Sawman. Many of you know him. Craig Sawyer will be joining us, and he has um, taken on a a great endeavor, and you can get his website on Hagman Report. Vets for Child Rescue is the website, and he's putting together um, not only a team of people, but uh, doing a number of things to expose not only the child sex trafficking rings but also um, much of the corruption that we see going on and he's been coming on different shows and, and talking about it, uh, what he sees and his angle of things from his experience and kind of game planning on how to move forward. So we're going to be with him in just a few moments. We have uh, a lot going on today. We can... Uh, and with craig we're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of not only what he's doing but also the current events of the day and everything that's going on. we're gonna get his insight into a lot of that um real quick here before we get to Craig. I see there is an article on the Washington Post uh Manafort offered to give Russian billionaire private briefings on campaign. Now the story goes to the Washington Post and I cannot access the Washington Post, and I refuse to pay for a subscription, but I'd like to see where their sources on this have come from. And uh, we have a number of interesting articles pertaining to Donald Trump, the uh, Robert Mueller investigation, and what we see happening with uh, the unmasking and spying that has since come out. The New York Post has a very interesting article that I got a chance to read just before we went live. And, folks, if you want to read it, I will post this on Hagman Report here once we get rolling with Craig Sawyer. But, again, this from the New York Post. Wiretaps may prove Trump right, and that's absolutely terrifying. And the article goes on to talk about the... uh craziness of the left media as Trump made the accusations that he was wiretapped during the campaign how they constantly were um, basically saying he's crazy and and he's paranoid and uh, I'll just read the paragraph in March when Trump made the explosive claim and the Democrat media rushed to denounce him even before Obama did subsequent denials from then FBI boss James Comey and other Obama aides were all rock solid in declaring that no such thing happened There was no wiggle room in their denials, some of which were made under oath before Congress. But something certainly happened, and what if it was the worst imaginable something? What if the Republican candidate for president was put under surveillance by a Democratic administration that was trying to elect another Democrat? And I'll add, you know, talk about collusion and meddling. That's exactly what this is. And the article goes on to detail the people who were surveilled and also the accounts of those um, from back in March and April when Trump made his claim, and if you remember, Susan Rice and others, including James Clapper, Susan Rice came out and said that she never, um, she never unmasked any American citizens. Also, the uh, reports also said that the James Clapper, that no Americans were just uh, blanketly targeted, that American surveillance were not under any surveillance. But it has since come out that the uh, initial reports about Trump being incidentally picked up were wrong, and that not only was Trump uh, targeted, but Manafort and Page were targets of the FBI, and their communications were being intercepted. The author of this article says, the public has been lied to repeatedly, and that is beyond a doubt. And he goes on to basically close out the article by stating um, the level of corruption that he believes is ongoing uh, by the deep state, and not only by the deep state but our corrupt institutions, says that there's something fundamentally flawed with major elements inside our government. And I definitely agree with his conclusion that it's very possible that Obama <clears throat> and people working for him put Trump under surveillance for the purpose of a political coup. And that's how the article ends. And there's a lot of other articles on this and the <clears throat> ins and outs of this story all around the Internet. All right, we have our guest with us. Uh, Craig the Sawman Sawyer is joining us. And, again, his website is Vets for Child Rescue. And you can go to HagmanReport.com to the show right up today. All of the links are in there. Uh, Mr. Sawyer, welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You were on with us a week ago Friday on The Daily Show, and we uh, talked about some of the the updates and things you were working on and seeing. And why don't you do this, Craig? Why don't you give us um, a little bit of rundown on where Vets for Child Rescue organization is? And
5: and if I can just jump in here, I just want to say hi, Craig. I'm a little late to the party, but nonetheless, welcome. Go ahead, sir.
0: Hey, Doug. Glad glad to hear from you. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Well, thanks for asking. Yeah, we're we're in production now. So we started this organization just from a a concept several months ago, and we're already we've raised uh, the the money and gone into production with a two-hour feature film documentary to educate the American public to shine the light, alert the American people. On the fact that we have a serious child trafficking problem right here in the continental United States and that it's much bigger and, and sadly much darker than we, any of us knew. And so we, we are about educating and empowering the American citizens so that we all together can rise up and put a stop to what's going on with our children. Man, they're, they're trafficking our children. They're doing all sorts of horrible things to them. Uh, you know, there's, there's the rape and there's a bunch of, it's just go, organ harvesting. I mean, it's, it's, it's dark stuff ahead. Hesitate to even go into it, even though that's kind of the realm that we're investigating and dealing with every day. I, I still, it's so despicable to me. I find myself, and I'm laughing at my own behavior because it's hard for me to, uh, talk about it to people. I don't want to bother people with it, but you know, the fact is, man, these kids are suffering this. So. It's, uh, it's ugly stuff, but it feels good to be part of the solution, not to just turn away, turn a blind eye and say that's too difficult to face and let the children suffer what may from the evildoers, but rather to roll up our sleeves and attack this problem and put together a documentary and, and show the American public the facts of what's really going on on the ground. So, man, we're, we're, we're at it. We've got, um, unique experience, um, not experience. I'm trying to say access by some law enforcement that uh, we're thankful for. We've got surviving victims and witnesses and perps and investigators of all types that are uh, rogering up for us to interview and demonstrate and walk through, and roll with, ride with, kick doors with. There's a a lot of different aspects to this crisis. So we want to show people as, as much of it as we can and the two hours without it, have it having it be too crammed and too complicated and too busy, and do it in a quality production that people can relate to and enjoy, and and leave that theater or, or leave that that platform however they view this this documentary empowered and motivated to help do something about it. So it's uh, we're we're busy and we're excited and thankful for the opportunity
5: well well that's great and you know craig uh, and i just want every, everyone to understand this um we we there are people who will accuse us of forgetting um the elements the components of what was known as pizzagate what is really uh, more appropriately should be named PedoGate, gate or the um, the uh, the, uh, the incredible as you pointed out the incredible uh pedophilia sex trafficking human trafficking ring uh and i just want to say look uh to, to you thank you for doing what you do and and to reassure the 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 listening and viewing public that we have not for we have not we have not forgotten about it we are working behind the scenes we are turning over evidence to various uh law enforcement uh, uh bodies uh, more on a state and local level as opposed to a federal level um because that's the relationship that we we've had so we we appreciate it and the fact that we know we're we can perhaps at some point work with you and uh, work together, you know, on, on the, to, to that end. Uh, fantastic! So, yeah, man. Make sure people.
0: Well, I feel like we're already working together. We've uh, we've connected with Russ star and we, we've oh, yeah. got there's a lot of connecting uh, fiber there. Some positive stuff going on between us, and uh, I appreciate you guys for it.
5: Well, you know, you know, it's it's uh, and and late, folks. Craig Sawyer is is. The real deal. I mean, he, his organization, what he does, just like Russ Dizdar for the rescue of children. Do I need to tell you that he's a real deal? He's, he's in the trenches, as is Russ Dizdar. And if anyone is deserving of support for their endeavors, of course, it's, uh, Craig the Sama and Sawyer, as well as Russ. And, uh, thank you for thinking of us too. But, but, you know, we're exposing, and, and, um, We've only scratched the surface, but I think we're making headway, don't you?
0: Yeah, well, we are. I mean, people that 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 look at us, they look, we just got a new website up, and it's getting better and more informative and and more interactive all the time, and and we're making more connections and more progress and having more opportunity and access to cover bigger parts of this story almost every day. And people are saying, man, how how, how many year, years have you been at this? I mean, you guys seem to be going great guns. I'm like, man, we just, I just thought this up a few months ago. I got ticked off and heartbroken seeing what was going on and learning from some of my uh, friends, the federal law enforcement that were letting me know uh, that these arrests were happening and, and how how sick and disgusting uh, this, this crisis is against our kids. And I just couldn't look away. And I'm like, man, I've got to do something. I'm not a wealthy philanthropist. I've got to start an organization and, and gather the funds to go and do something about it. And I analyzed, and I, you know, I've got a big tactical background, law enforcement background, I thought, man, we could do a lot of investigations and do some good, connect with law enforcement, kick some doors and rescue a kid uh, here and there. And I started researching how many of these kids could we actually expect to get. And I started r- realizing very quickly, man, some of these investigations, uh, they're, they're only able to find a, a, a child victim every once in a while, occasionally. And sometimes the investigations go on for months before they find one, and I'm like, man, we're losing thousands of kids a day. This is a big crisis, big multi-billion-dollar industry, um, and we're we're racing backwards by by waiting to kick a door. So I thought, how can I bring like a big nuke to this, if you will, as far as combating this problem? And I realized, man, this is a cultural problem. There's a reason this is being allowed. You know this you know, with Alfred Kinsey and some of the, the, the forefathers, if you will, of the perversion and the, the demonic, uh, satanic, uh, ritualistic uh, sexual abuse of these children and how they tried to condone it and, fe- and infest our academic system and our law enforcement and our, our medical systems to condone child rape and somehow make it seem like it's normal or okay And a couple generations later, that was back in the fifties with Alfred Kinsey. So now we couple more generations of pedophiles and we got a lot of kids being harmed. So I thought, man, we've got to expose this. It's like in, in special operations, man, or in even in federal law or, or in law enforcement. And imagine being an undercover law enforcement on a, on a high threat investigation and your cover gets blown. Well, you're going to be ineffective after that because they know who you are and why you're there and what you're doing. Well, that's what I want to do to the child traffickers. I want to blow their cover. So that's the entire concept of Veterans for Child Rescue. The main thrust of why we exist and why I founded this was to blow the op for the opposition, to, to compromise their entire mission, to alert the entire populace of the United States that this is going on, it's going on right under our noses, what to look for how they do it and how we disrupt it and how we hound our elected officials for stronger enforcement against it and make it almost impossible if not completely impossible for them to do this in the future
5: exactly and you know it angers me the misplaced priorities by the uh federal government now we have a photograph i mean people don't that's not the right one there i'm sorry um okay yeah uh, misplaced priorities if, if those watching on YouTube right now take a look at that that image to my well, would be my left I guess um, on, your, on your screen uh, Craig, I'm not sure you I, I don't know if you can see this or you can if you can see anything but this this yeah, one. I don't have that okay, yeah um, this is reality. This is the real thing. This is a young boy in a cage, and right now is presumed dead. We, I put this up at HomelandSecurityUS.com, requesting information about this. This photograph came to Russ Dizdar, came to me, um, and, and they're, they're, these people are taunting us. They're taunting us, saying you can't touch us, and it pisses me off that that uh, this is going on. You've got these, these, in my view, these, these. Well, not in my view. You've got the convicted pedophiles like Jeffrey Epstein and the people at the higher levels of government or related to the highest levels of government. And you've got the Hillary Clintons and you've got the big fish. And then you also have the other fish, um, you know, the, the lower fish. Now we're getting at some of those, but I want, I, I want everyone to, that, that's watching this to look at that picture. Don't look away. You look at that picture and understand. This is what Craig Sawyer and, and Russ Dizdar and us. These are the children that, that we're trying to, to rescue. And, and I want everyone to understand what's at stake here. And if you don't think that's demonic, if you don't think that's sick, if you don't think that there's a problem with that, boy, I'll tell you something. I'm sorry, Craig, but uh, it, it just it really angers me. Uh, w- when 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 we have people calling Pizzagate, for example, I understand that the name is is screwed up, but it, it angers me when people call uh, Pizzagate a, a conspiracy theory. It's it's a bunch of perverts getting together, sexually molesting kids, and it is it, there's nothing. Well, it's 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 real. Uh, pardon pardon me, but I, I get really kind of like you know I'll go punch a wall now, but but you know what I mean, Craig.
0: I do and, and you know as well as I do, Doug, that, uh, that, that crooks are masters of deflection and they are going to attack one part of one case and try to therefore say that because there's a funny name to the one scandal and they can kind of make fun of it, that there is no pedophilia and there is no child trafficking. That's what they're trying to hang their hat on it's ridiculous and you, and you know what uh, it, I, 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 it's laughable to anybody that's educated or experienced but to those you know people that are very sheltered or maybe right out of college they they, they may think that that's somehow true so it's 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 unfortunate but go ahead yeah
5: I, I just want to say this okay because um boy I got to be really careful what I say You know, I am a co-defendant along with Steve Quayle in a multi-million dollar defamation suit. And the last, one of the last documents on file accuses us of peddling fake news of which Pizzagate and the pedogate is, is a component thereof. And that picture that shows that child in that cage, all right, is our defense. They're yeah. playing for keeps, oh. Craig. They're they're playing for keeps. They're coming after yeah. us.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a dark fight. There, there's a reason why those that are kicking the doors and those that are are, are slapping the, the handcuffs on these perps are saying that this is evil. That this is the front lines between good and evil. I think there's a, there's a there's a spiritual element to why they're choosing the most innocent and precious among us. Our, our, young children, uh, to do the unthinkable too. I think some of the people involved in this do it very specifically because it's so heinous. I think they, they feel like they get brownie points from, from whoever they're, they worship for having done that. Uh, they're sick minds. And so yeah, they're, they're going to fight back and they're going to struggle, uh, because there's, uh, there's a, a lust and a fight for, for power. Over control of the United States and all of the people within it, and uh, and the power that the United States has, uh, leading the rest of the globe on which direction things will go, and and, and I think uh, it's it, these are very volatile and very important times, and and absolutely, man, this fight is is an ugly one, it, but it, as it is. yeah, as often as there are attacks from the scumbags and the perps there are ten times more uh, occurrences of encouragement and assistance from good and decent people who are disgusted by it and will not allow it and who want to join and want to fight. And so what one of the, the tasks that I feel like Veterans for Child Rescue exists to, to bring about is is recruiting the American public, alert the populace, recruit 320 million decent people against the small uh, percentage of, of evildoers and scumbags who, who think somehow torturing children to death is is in any way a good idea. I think it's a pretty easy fence to to decide which side you're going to be on, man. You want children to be happy and protected, or you want them to be uh, tortured to death in some sort of horrific uh, chamber somewhere, so that's a pretty easy one, and, and uh People need not drag politics or anything else in it. It's really just a, a simple good versus evil or right versus wrong ethic. It's really that simple.
5: So you know, I'm so glad you're on our side, and so, <laughs> I really am. You know, I got to tell you, um, this is a man who could probably kill you with a with a paper napkin. All right, but, you know, and he's, got, he's that talented. He's, he's a uh in and, and brave but the fact of the matter is he's chosen a task and and we need to get behind craig Sawyer in the, in this in this task in this endeavor and uh, that's for child rescue I just wanted to say, you know i just I, I just so appreciate what you do i really do and I, th- I you know I think people really need to know the extent of your the sacrifices you make uh, well
0: you I, I appreciate those kind words, doug one of the things that i I wish and pray for is some big uh noggin cracking, if you will, <laughs> in D.C. Man, we've got a new administration. We've got a new DOJ. And all of us are sitting here watching big-name crooks parade back and forth in front of the televisions, promoting themselves while they have a, an arm-long list of felonies that they have committed. And they belong in prison, if not at the end of a rope on a noose for treason against the American people. Literal and flagrantly, uh, guilty of, of treason and many other crimes that they have not been, and they've not been prosecuted for. They've not even been investigated for. And so I'm cheering, you know, come on, Jeff Sessions, where are you, man? Because I w- tomorrow I'm waiting to see Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Holder Lynch. You know, Jarrett. I mean, so many of them that we we are sitting here watching. Go. Why are they not in prison? Why are their trials not being televised? I, I say, Doug. Not only must they be investigated and indicted asap, but they should be put on trial. And all the extent of what they have done against our people should be a lesson. That should be a televised national campaign. Look, folks, look at how dirty and hostile these deep state subversives have been. Look at how much money they took from enemies of the United States. Look at what all they actually did against you, the American citizen. Look at how they harmed your national security. Look at how they squandered your tax dollars by the trillions. Look at how they literally paid our enemies. Look at all of the things they actually did. Look at the agenda and, and be educated and understand how this happened so that we put a stop to it within this four years so that we're not susceptible to that again come next election immediately. Because right now, the scumbags on the other side are prepping, our enemies are prepping to take down the United States next election, if not before then. They're not even waiting for that. They're trying to get Trump out of there through any sort of cooked-up, false-charge Uh, scheme that they can't. And here's something I'd like to talk about real quick. Inside the Federal Air Marshal Service, I saw federal corruption. And I saw guys that were fired for gross mismanagement and retaliation. And I saw people that were covering for them sentenced to 10 years in prison. So I, I understand how Feds abuse their authority to get what they want and get rid of people that aren't crooked, that are not on board with the crooked agenda to play Beltway ball, if you will, and that's what I see that they are doing with President Trump. They got a list of, of Clinton Foundation and Clinton crime family uh, besties who are all on a panel to investigate President Trump, and they keep coming up short. You know, oh, you know he's not guilty of that, he's not guilty of this, not guilty of that, and they just keep searching for another thing. They're, they're never going to stop. We, the American people, have to recognize that. They're not acting in good faith. They're not looking for the truth. They're just looking to replace a man who's standing up for the American people with someone who will do the bidding of the deep state against the American people, a puppet that they can control. Donald Trump is not that puppet, and so therefore he is a threat. And I I fault the American people who don't see it by now for not recognizing that. It's it's readily apparent by all my background and experience and my contacts and my inside information so I feel frustrated, but that's something that I want people to, to, to observe. Look at who it is that they have investigating President Trump. Look who their allegiance is to and, and look at what, what, what their track record is. And what they're looking for is not a legitimate impeachment on actual wrongdoing. They're looking to trump up false charges. And that's what they do. If you get an entire panel of people inside the federal government, to, who are all crooked, who will agree? Oh, they could, they could prosecute him for, they call it whatever they want, jaywalk him, whatever they want. If they all agree to it, then they'll call it whatever thing they want and then they'll usher him out and tell it to the American pub- public as being legit and, and, uh, and righteous. Oh, well, he was a bad person. We, you know, we, we prosecuted him for jaywalking. So he's got to go. You know, meanwhile, here's a scumbag that, uh, answers to globalists instead of the American people. <laughs>
1: Craig, uh, we're just closing up our first segment with you. We got three more to go, and we got a lot of places that, a lot of questions that we want to ask you, a lot of places that we want to go from the, what we're seeing with our Attorney General Jeff Sessions and versus what we expect to see. Also talking about the exposure of these networks and how other Americans can help and much more. Folks, our guest is Craig the Sawman Sawyer, the website .org? .com? Yep. org. Okay. Yep. And uh, he'll be with us until the end of the show, so don't go anywhere. We're just getting started on this edition of the Hagman Report. We'll be right back. <laughs>
5: Look at the products. Yeah, folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman, the Hagman Report family,
4: masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next?
7: Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Changed Coast in the Woods. We are an American family owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Army's Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage journeys Kit at www.ChangeWhistleWoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
5: Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us and thank you so much for your belief and your trust in us. You know, we're, we're looking at a lot of heavy content today. We're looking at a lot, of, uh, a lot of important content as well. And with us, of course, is our very special friend uh, and my uh, really a hero to me, Craig, also known as the Sawman Sawyer. He's He had something called Vets, the number four, ChildRescue.org, vetsforchildrescue.org. And it's it's an organization that's uh, it's it's let me tell you something it's it's a, it's a great organization action exposure and uh, of course the intent here the objective is to expose the evil doers and and, and the, that we talked about last segment and uh, before you get any further I just one one thing I was on um, the war room with Alex Jones earlier today or not with Alex Jones but with Owen Schroer earlier today. Uh, I preceded Roger Stone. I just want to just so if you want to catch that, we were talking about a number of different issues. Well, two issues, uh, including you know, hey, uh, Jeff Sessions, pick up the red courtesy phone, basically, or or hey, Donald Trump, uh, you know, blink twice if you're being held hostage for not doing something about the Mueller situation. But uh, backing up to what uh, Craig sir began talking about t- toward the end of the break, uh, Craig, we're going to turn it over to you. Um, you were kind of getting into a thought about the larger federal uh, apparatus before we took the break. So, go ahead and either finish your thought or take us in whatever direction you'd like. All
0: right. Well, <clears throat> I, I, looking, I, I don't want to be critical of Jeff Sessions. I, 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 my hope is that he will get in there and and be a a strong force for good. What I just from observation on the outside observing right now, I see a smiling gentleman who's been in D.C. for many, many years and has a lot of friends there and seems to be playing beltway ball and doesn't want to upset anybody. But in a time when we've got a nation in crisis and we've got an infestation of deep state subversives that are intent on undermining the american people and turning control of our country over to hostile foreign interests it's not time to be nice to the crooks it's time to investigate them and indict them where guilty and follow through in good faith and we already know of uh, a couple hundred if not more that are felons that need to be perp walked months months ago if not you know, decades ago, some of them, but they're still there. So I'm jumping up and down, screaming with whatever platform I have, you know, for the love of God, Mr. Sessions, please, you know, uh, drop the hammer. That we That's why we voted for this administration, man. Lock her up. That We all heard that chanted during the rallies. That's what the American citizens want. We are starved for justice. So people... Need to see that those who who undermine our our us we the American taxpayers and the citizens uh, who who are who are basically wrecking our country and and breaking our laws need to be held accountable and it 's not a game and there's not there should not be two sets of rules one for the ruling elite and one for we little peasants that's uh, that's Despicable and, and unacceptable to we, the American people. So that needs to happen. I don't know why it's not happened. I understand there's hostility, uh, but you know, you got to clean your camp and fire a few people around you so that you can get to work. And one of my things that I've always been about, uh, since President Trump got in there is to help restore the American faith and the intelligence community and really restore the effectiveness of our key federal agencies. Look, if our President Trump, I would want to be able to look to the FBI, to the CIA, to the DOJ and, and other key agencies and know that they had my back as, as a representative in good faith of the American people, uphold the constitution and carry out their agencies chartered missions in good faith for, for the American people. And so a lot of people don't feel like that's happening. And my solution is that the president needs to choose directors for each agency and put them in charge people that he has complete faith in their ethical strength and moral character and charge them with his commander's intent as the president to purge those agencies completely of every subversive anti-american deep state subversive and everybody that's being a log jam on those agencies effectiveness that needs to happen before those agencies are going to do any good they're, they're paralyzed right now they're all uh, bottled up uh, bottlenecked with with log jams and people that are that are um Obstructing justice and obstructing, uh, our, 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 well, the new administration's efforts to make America great again. So that you're fired needs to be said a lot more often exactly. in my personal opinion. It, it, exa- and so that exactly.
5: with, yep. Yeah.
0: So with, the, with the president having a little elbow room where he can start to fight and get in there and, uh, with a strong attorney general next to him, uh, look, a lot of the people attacking the president laughing about it like it's some kind of big party and not, not without a care in the world. They're felons. Yes. If they were investigated, they'd be in prison. They would never see the light of day again. Mr Sessions, why is that not happening? We the American people are getting more and more concerned by the hour. Where are the big name prosecutions? And if he's not allowed to do that, if he's not able to do that, then we got a serious, serious problem and our country is is indeed in crisis, so I'd love to see that happen um, what do, so what you, I,
5: I I, I'm sorry ahead. what do you think of the uh, of the robert Mueller uh mission creep or the investigation creep that we're seeing take place're we're, we're seeing mueller I, I mean Mueller is totally out of control he and, and he is, is what he's got nine uh investigators out of sixteen who are clinton uh uh Uh, you know related to clinton in some way either by donation or by friendship or by uh, or whatever um going after paul manafort and their objective is to take down the president and the presidency of course that's what i've been saying and and dr corsi we had on last night said you know what mueller's gonna do it i mean if if not stop mueller's gonna do it i mean what 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 do you think Uh,
0: well it's it's um you know we have the President Trump, the DOJ, has the, the opportunity to say, uh, Mueller, you're out of there. I think they were they were trying to give him a chance uh, to run run aground on all of his investigations and, and, and admit, yep, nope, no Russian collusion. Um, you know, sorry, oops, we thought we had something. All done now, but he won't stop there. Now that that's been disproven, um, he's looking for something else. So now, I mean, they're we, we see the hostility, so I think it's time for for Jeff Sessions to say, "Mule, you're out of there." Sorry, um, no mission creep. You don't get to start just continue hunting um, and, until you can, can trump something up or make a false charge stick. Uh, there is a scope of your investigation. That scope's been exhausted. Now you're onto something else. So as far as I'm concerned, that that investigation is, is over with. And exactly. uh, if not, I mean, with the mission creep and the and the the undue push for further things, uh, it's almost to the point where at what point do those investigators who are not acting in good faith, who are trying to trump up false charges, at what point do they become suspects and go under investigation to find out, okay, who's, who's putting leverage on you and why are you pushing so hard for something that, that's, that's clearly not there. So I think we just need to, we need to stop playing games. I think President Trump maybe thought that, um, that this would exhaust itself and the American people would be satisfied once the truth was discovered and then we could move on. But the deep state, uh, have been there for decades, if not generations. They do not want to leave. That swamp does not want to be drained. They're, don't, they're not going to go willingly. It's not going to happen. So we've got to recognize that and realize we're not going to win any brownie points with the public by letting them exhaust themselves with a, with a BS investigation. We got to. Pull the plug on it and say, "Okay, now get out of the way. We got work to do."
4: Absolutely uh, right.
0: We've let you have your have your run at it. You, you've come up dry. So, um, anyway, uh, so I think that's what needs to happen. Now, along with that, what if with all these people now, and I hope a lot of these people have noticed what I have with the um, the, the Arkansas, you know, with so many people around the Clintons. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people that have uh, died mysteriously surrounding uh, the, the Clinton um, group, if you will. Oh yeah. It's not necessarily just the Clinton Foundation, but the Clintons in general, and, and, the, and the top officials at the DNC. How? Why is it that there are a couple people a week lately, over the last several months, investigators, journalists, attorneys, close to the. Uh, Clintons who are investigating it, just about the real deal things uh, about the the Clintons who who die. Uh, and why is that not uh, mainstream news? And why is the mainstream news media not connecting the dots? They don't seem to, to recognize it. Well, yeah, they, they recognize it. They know what's going on, but they, they are incentivized not to carry those stories and pick them up and run with them. So... I hope a lot more of the viewers are paying attention to that and asking the same questions. Why is it that there's not a major dragnet, if you will, or or a sting operation set up? You put me in charge of the DOJ. I'd, I'd have a sting operation set up. I know who the, the hitmen are targeting, you know, because they're, they're killing all the same people around the, the Clinton. So just have them under surveillance, and then next time uh, – uh, hitmen come in to execute a hit, you roll them up and you whisk them off and you uh, you uh interview, we say interview, we don't say interrogate, uh, but you find out who sent them and you exploit that, that intelligence and you start prosecuting and you start climbing that net and you start unraveling that cesspool that is Washington, D.C. and you start perp-walking big-name scumbags that feel like they can murder everybody they want in, in D.C. right now. This looks like Soviet Russia right now uh Soviet Moscow with all the, uh, the the political operatives and the people that are they're about to expose things getting murdered on the streets and and everybody's kind of looking the other way this is this is an embarrassment um, United States has always been and should remain better than that but right now we're not and there's not not only there's no prosecutions I'm not even hearing any rumors of any prosecutions or any investigations about uh the hitmen or all the murders that are happening there. So um I I hope it is happening and just somehow I'm not you know, none of my contacts are, are picking up on it. But uh I am not seeing any prosecutions. That much I can say. No. What do you think about that, Doug?
5: Well you know what, Craig? This goes back to the uh this goes back to nineteen seventy eight with the with the documented rape of Juanita Broderick, I mean it starts there, at least in the public realm of the Clinton of the Clinton public life. So you're looking at what almost, well, oh, uh, four decades worth of political influence by the what I call the uh, Clinton crime family, and so, so you, you've got four decades of uh, work with integration by the clintons with intelligence with with the criminal element of of certain intelligence agencies that uh, are compromised you've got um you've got uh, uh, and then well of course you've got the, the media and those carrying the ball the, carrying the water for the clintons covering up for their crimes uh you've got uh opposition research groups like snopes and other groups saying oh the clinton body count that's just a that's just a a, a fable a fairy tale you know meanwhile the bodies are piling up you got you know from from uh, vince foster uh to uh ron brown and and others um you know you're up to triple digits and, and i think it, it you know it, it's and i don't see anyone um and and don't forget uh craig when uh, one of the first acts of bill clinton when when he assumed office was to fire all 93 of the us attorneys and to replace the judges so i think we've got in, in a larger sense we've got a somewhat compromised judiciary uh including with well, the federal prosecutors and a lot of the state and federal or a lot of the, uh, federal judges and some of the state judges uh, through uh, bad appointments, so I mean that—that's what I'm saying. But I'm not seeing any. Uh, and, and you know what? A lot of a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid to talk about this, be, for fear that they'll be cast like a conspiracy cook. That's what yeah. you know. It, it's
0: yeah. Well, uh, it's it's a shame that uh, we've got that dynamic with the mainstream news media that that are all owned by the same six entities, and they will not talk about it. So unless they talk about it, the American public feel like they can't talk about it, even though they see it, because they're they're unduly resistant to being called a name. And the the radical left have learned that if they call people a name, if they call decent American citizens a name, decent American citizens will shut up to keep the peace. Call someone a racist, whether they are or not, they'll shut up. And yeah. you call them a conspiracy theorist, whether they are or not They'll shut up. So they've learned these attack dog uh, terms that 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 have worked for them. I would love it if more people would throw those, throw that burden off, and just be have more courage to stand up for the truth. Man, I've I've learned that uh, I've learned a lot of things that the, the public didn't know at <laughs> my time as uh, in the federal law enforcement and in and around the intelligence community and uh, uh, the the diplomatic community and and counter-terrorist community, and what, one thing I've learned is a lot of the American public, if they don't know something, in a lot of cases, they don't want to know. And, uh, Boy, that's the truth. Yeah. Can't, it's not fun to try to educate somebody on something that they don't want to know. I was just posting some stuff about Hollywood propaganda in a, in a chat group with some of my peers a while ago, and a couple of guys that are obviously uneducated in um, Untrained and inexperienced on it, or oh, they're just their, their instinct is to make fun of what they don't know, what they haven't experienced, you know. And so it's 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 funny dynamic, you know. Then you'll have people that are educated, they've been in the intelligence community or they've been in Hollywood, and they'll pipe in like, oh yeah, yeah, here's you know, here's some education, here's some information on that, and start bringing some clarity. But uh, you know, American public. We need alternate sources of information. We need the intelligence to be pushed out to the American citizens in platforms that are other than the mainstream because the mainstream have been so corrupted and turned so hostile. And so the American citizens have been lulled into a, a false reality and, uh, and they have been widely deceived. So they don't, they don't know. I mean, a lot of people think Hillary Clinton is just a nice lady who might somehow be misunderstood. I mean, they <laughs> genuinely don't know, even though they're watching, and they see all this stuff. They see Benghazi, they, they see the operators that were on the ground, some of my brothers are talking about it, that, um, and a lot of these facts come out, I and mean, the American people, they, they've just got that cognitive dissonance where they don't want to change their outlook and position, it's inconvenient, you know, change is, is uncomfy, so they just lock into the position that they've held, even if wrong and block out everything else because they fear change and it's unfortunate. Craig, I want to that's ask you this. That's Beth. That's not a, you know, if you love somebody, you want them empowered and knowledge is power. So that's one of my things is like, man, I want to show people what really goes on so that they can make wise choices on who they vote for so that those big elected officials can bring good things to us, you know, for us, not, 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 uh, harmful and counterproductive things like we've had in decades past. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Yeah, Craig, I want to ask you this. You mentioned the the media and, and Hollywood. Uh We just saw the Emmys have the lowest ratings as they went on a three-hour Trump bashing fest. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned the people that were um in Hollywood and in the news who are doing all these things, saying all these things about Trump, from white supremacist to racist, all these different, uh, you know, accusations and name calling. We have the, the whole Hollywood culture and the liberal media. How much of, uh, of this behavior do you think comes about because the way the media has treated Trump versus obviously because they have a different uh, mindset than the rest of the American people do?
0: Well, it certainly perpetuates it, Joe. I mean, it doesn't help when the, the squawk box is, is barking. You know Trump is bad. Trump is drive. Trump is bad because a lot of people, as you well know, are busy. Maybe a single mom and she's working two jobs and she's got a kid to take care of or multiple kids and and she's got to to feed them. And and by the time she can listen to any news, maybe it's just during the drive or maybe it's just a soundbite or just a headline. So if everything she sees or or, or a single man in, the, in the, or even a couple in the same situation. If everything that, a, that a, a citizen hears or sees is similar, then they may begin to assume that that is fact. That's just human nature, and that's how propaganda works. It's not that, you know, one news um segment or one movie is going to cause people to throw the American flag in the dumpster and run over and put on an ISIS uniform and, and start, you know, murdering their family. Uh, it, it, some people make fun of and assume, you know, must be what I'm talking about. But no, it's that slow poke, 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 poke. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. Trump is bad all day, every day. And people don't know if they don't have any sources for better information, then they, they'll begin to regurgitate that because the studies have been done. That's how, you know, the human psyche works. So, uh, even though the statistics, are counter to the left's radical narrative, anti Trump narrative. You know, jobs are way up. Well, 1.6 million new jobs. But how often is that said on the news? You know, how often is that being said? You'll never hear that on CNN, man. No, you're right. Or MSNBC. They'll never say it because it's against the will of their owners.
1: In the, against uh,
0: the political will of those who own those networks. During so the, they're not going to say anything good about it. Go ahead.
1: Sorry Craig during the Obama administration the average uh, growth that Trump has of 3% was only 1.5% throughout the whole 8 years of the Obama administration and that number was equal to the number of growth during the great depression the, the bad times of the great depression had never topped 1.5% yet the media continued to protect Obama and and lift him up as he was you know um presiding over some kind of great economic recovery here in the united states then we have trump come along and he's he's you know fulfilling his promise to to work with companies uh, to bring the manufacturing and other jobs back to america he's been successful in doing that not only that his presence in the white house has created a a huge amount of consumer confidence both in the retail markets and in the stock markets but they never as you said they never talk about that and everything that he does they continue to criticize even to the point where his i don't know if you saw his u.n speech that he gave but uh... many have taken uh... having to have a problem with it in the media saying that his speech weakened america and was very dark and totalitarian the same bag of tricks that the media always likes to pull Um, but what do you think about his u.n speech yesterday
0: well, you know, I, I thought it was good. And, um, I think his heart's good. I think he's trying to do good things, man. Uh, you know, when I was still deploying a lot in the, into the war zones, uh, the only uh, American programming we got was Armed Forces Radio Television Network. So they would switch between news channels every half hour. So we were forced to, to, to consume news from different outlets. You know, every half an hour. So it switched and rotate through the whole list of them. And I, 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 while disruptive in one way, I gained an appreciation for it in another way because it forced me to, to recognize the, the, the disparity and the, the vast cavern between what the different squawk boxes were putting out. One would say the sky is red. The other say the sky is blue. And we'd come back from, you know, covert missions and or different agencies and, and have something be big, major news. And I would watch the way that they would talk about it on the news. One channel would describe it one way. Another channel would describe it completely differently. I'm like, wait a minute. I was there. I understand what happened. How can they say that? And, uh. And you know, the more I know about uh, some of the execs and the, and the owners, now I, I realize, you know, that how hardcore the agenda is, and how determined they are to to deceive the American public and and vote in bad people and break the United States and 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 put us under the control of a hostile uh, foreign interests. So knowing that it's that their intent is is that bad. Now I'm not surprised at all. It may, it, it, I can predict what they're going to do. I already know what they're going to do and say, and how they're going to spin it because I see where they're where they're going. I can I can plot out the logic in my mind. So <laughs> I think a lot of people from the intelligence community or or uh, that have been in the federal government and, and kind of know both sides kind of see that and and can recognize that for what it is. But I think people really should do that. I encourage them to take and 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 I and I'm sorry. First, I want to say take information from multiple sources so that you can make that comparison and have a little bit more balance. But I do fault people for not recognizing uh, the good and bad and seeing that Trump is acting in good faith. You know, The people that think he's somehow evil, I recognize that they can only be getting their information from one source. You can't get information from numerous sources and still think that he's evil and that he hates the United States or that he's an agent of Russia or any of that BS because the the factual data is out there through other sources and and you would gain a little bit more uh, of that and reality and grasp on it so you wouldn't be so deceived so I I do resent and have a lot less patience for people that are so narrow-minded and and are so bitter uh, in that regard now because there's no excuse for it it's just laziness and refusal to consume the fact and the truth from a wide group of sources so that you do have a little bit better chance of getting your hands on 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 uh, on some of the truth.
1: Okay, um, Craig, we got about a minute before the break. Um, are you doing any other media appearances here in the in the near future that you want to promote?
0: Uh, I'm doing a few. I don't have the list in front of me right now, but I'm I'm taking more than I normally do because I like getting the word out about what we're doing. You know, we're, I'm not a wealthy philanthropist, so we're required, we're, uh, dependent upon people's donations, uh, to fund our operations and our documentary. So I, I'm, I'm getting out there to let people know, man, and, 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 and let people know about the child trafficking outside of the production too, because people need to know it to be empowered to stop it. So, uh, whoever wants to have me on, as long as they got a decent footprint, man, I'm uh, happy to, to get on and help share the word. So I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. Folks, our guest is Craig the Sawman Sawyer. His website is Vets the Number Four Childrescue.org. That's Vets4 the number four childrescueorg dot org. You can get there by going to HagmanReport.com and to our show right up from today. There you will find links to his websites and organization and uh just bookmark it. Keep your eye on it. And there's a lot we're gonna get into in the next hour about what people can do maybe if they've already donated, who want to help. Um, And we're going to talk about that as well and a little bit about exposing these child sex trafficking rings. We'll be right back with Craig Sawyer after these messages
6: just what kind of thriller predicts the future in three days in the belly of the beast Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle In as the darkness falls Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of in his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to its creation.
4: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com. Our phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit profitsincoconuts.com. profitsincoconuts.com.
5: This edition of the Hagman Report, our guest, Craig the Sawman Sawyer, that's uh, the number four, childrescue.org. So glad to have him talking about a number of issues. You know, let's talk about uh, a couple of things, including if we can start out this hour, if you don't mind, let's talk about the Islamic infiltration that really we saw post 9 11. Do you mind? Can we can we go there? Absolutely. All right. Well, one thing that I did, um, and I, John, I thought did uh, mention this, uh, the Islamic training compounds across the United States, and, and we get uh, I get uh, probably an email a week or more, uh, depending on, on the subject about these. I had done some surveillance, just by way of introduction, in, in fact, uh, done some surveillance back in 2005, 2006, and published a report that appeared in the Regional Organized Crime Information Center Special Research Report. About the group jamaat al-Fukra. and I, I got to tell you, Craig, um, the, the jamaat al-Fukra group is headed by Sheikh Mubarak Ali Jilani from Lahore, Pakistan. And I, uh, I know you can't see this, but if you want to put up the uh, picture of Sheikh Jilani, uh, which would be—I uh, don't—I don't even know the numbers anymore. Uh, I numbered them, but the uh, the fat guy with the beard. Um, but, but that's, that's, uh, Sheikh Mubarak, uh, Ali Jalani. Now, you might know him. Um, uh, he started, by the way, uh, the Holy Islamville or the group Jamaat al fukra the community of the impoverished. His headquarters, well, he, he, actually, he came in to the United States back in 1980. And, and I don't want to take your time up, uh, Craig, but I just want to kind of give a real brief summary very quickly. Um, if you go to the second picture of, of, of him or just go through the pictures real quick. Uh, I can narrate what they are. Um, and, and this will give the listeners and the viewers a good idea and kind of a primer for what we're, what we're talking about. I had done some surveillance. That's Sheik Mubarak, uh, Mubarak Ali Jelani, uh, shooting an AK-47. And again, Craig, my apologies for not even not being able to see this, but, um, and just go ahead and scroll through them. Um, uh, as you can. About 10 seconds. Okay. In case that name sounds familiar, he, of course, was the, uh, uh, the individual who Daniel Pearl, the Wall Street re- reporter, was on his way to interview. And uh, I had conducted surveillance, and, and th- this is a, a frame from some undercover video taken of uh, uh, some uh, Muslims uh, of Jamaat al Fukhr saying that we are establishing training camps. In the United States, and as of mid to, mid 2005 or mid the, the first decade of the 21st century, there were about uh, oh 30 30 ish. The numbers vary, of, of these paramilitary style training camps across the United States. I conducted surveillance on the one in Islamburg uh, in uh, Hancock, New York, and people will see the sign. This is welcome to Islamville. I took that picture, and it's it's been all over the internet. And what I found there, Craig, was uh, activity, paramilitary activity, training. And, uh, in fact, I found an unmarked grave. I found a school bus with bullet holes. Uh, the school bus was shot up. Uh, they were using it for target practice. They were The, the, the Muslims there were using it to board uh, to, uh, the, the, for training, for paramilitary training. I talked to the neighbors, interviewed the neighbors, that this was a long, very lengthy surveillance operation that I conducted personally. Uh, and, and along with uh, other investigators uh, working on my behalf. That, that picture there, or variations thereof, uh, it's a sign that says, Welcome to Islamberg, that has is, been featured on numerous channels. I took that photograph um, at the very beginning of, of my surveillance. The reason I, I mention all of this is I, I, I drafted a report in uh, 2006, February 13th of 2006, and submitted it to the FBI. Before the ink was dry in my report, again, it was uh, this 12th of February, 2006, before the ink was dry in my, my investigative report, which, again, made it to the um, Regional Organized Crime Center uh, Bulletin, but before the uh, ink was dry, Sheikh Jelani had a copy of my report and published on his website a fatwa against me, basically, a re- religious statement. They didn't call it a fatwa. And how I was informed of that, it was going to knock on the door late at night at my home and uh, my wife answered the door and there were two FBI agents there and said, hey, you might want to think about beefing up your security, you got a little problem and explained to me that uh, the FBI basically uh, screwed the pooch and turned over the report to Jelani and that guy now thoughts? <laughs> I I guess I could go on.
0: Look, yeah, no, I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm surprised you don't see smoke coming out of my ears right now. Uh, If I were an evil terrorist who wanted to murder school children and blow up shopping malls and terrorize the United States, I would love it if the United States government were stupid enough and naive enough to allow us terrorists, to have forward operating bases all over our enemy territory, in other words, all throughout the United States. <laughs> and I don't even want to talk about it from that perspective anymore because its its uh, yep. it, 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 it sounds wrong, but I'll say it from from my perspective. I enjoy my, my, my soul, my heart, my skin better than theirs. So I'll say, hey, why are we being that foolish? Because that what we have done, we, the United States, have allowed our enemies to move here Develop forward operating bases, training bases, right down the road from our shopping malls and our schools with our most precious and innocent and, uh, and defenseless children. And they are training to do whatever it is that they're training to do. They got ranges, like you said, you know, the, I I know other cases of of, of different ones, school buses and stuff like that. That's typical. They're, they're, they're doing whatever they want. and they are, Doug, exploiting our weakness in our system. We're so very tolerant, we Americans. Even of our enemies, we're so naive that we can't recognize the fact that things are going to go boom one day at once, simultaneously all across our country. And um, yeah. and we'll look back and, and think, how stupid were we? How stupid was this? But even if you talk to most American uh, people, they will attack you for suggesting that anything be done before they 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 murder uh, uh, countless Americans. I mean, it's like we have to wait for it to happen before anybody will listen. So I've known people like real estate agents and others that have had to deal with these people and started figuring out who they were and what they were going, doing. I'm going, what on earth? How is this possible? Well, they they do it because they're careful not to break any of our laws. Now, they can train for jihad against us, and they can train to to attack us all they want. And until they crank off that nuke that they've smuggled through our wide-open border, or until they've uh, cranked off ANFO charges or whatever they, they cook up or burn our schools down, until they actually pull the pin, they haven't committed any crime. So, uh, you know uh until they suicide bomb themselves uh, yeah, our exactly. our law enforcement tells us that uh, they can't do anything so man i tell you what that there's a law that uh, we need to give close uh, i mean the laws surrounding that dynamic need to be given close consideration to, con- to to figure out what it is that we really could and should do without without encroaching on our citizens' rights. Uh, we don't need to have our pennies down around our ankles just waiting for the inevitable by terrorists, you know, training in terrorist camps in every state uh, of the Union right now waiting for it. That's just foolish. So exactly. somewhere there's a solution. You know, somewhere we've got to explore that, Doug, and and, and make some, ask some hard questions.
4: Yeah, you know, it, not, it, it,
0: Just look the other way and hope for the best.
4: Yeah, but exactly. I tell
0: you, it, it's going to come. I mean, they're here for a reason
5: yeah uh, uh, this alien invasion and, and this uh you, you don't see the Christians being brought in. You see the unvetted Muslims being brought in and under the guise of humanitarian uh, purposes. and it, 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 to me if if you okay, if you want to call it a humanitarian crisis, uh then it's one of the State Department their own making under Hillary Clinton or under Obama uh, in my view anyway. But but the fact of the matter is that they have no um, and and of course you, you've lived this you've you've seen uh, you've seen this they've got no um, intent on assimilating whatsoever and, and they're establishing as you said forward operating bases now l- l- let me kind of go one step further oh and by the way the uh, the various compounds and such it was interesting that not only did the um, uh, in in the case of the Hancock, New York uh, location, not only were they welcomed by the city officials even back in mid, uh, you know, 2005-2006, um, they were celebrated there. And, and in fact, the FBI uh, uh, had uh, thrown them a, a kind of a luncheon. I shouldn't say the FBI were guests at a luncheon thrown by by the people at this compound, and it was just last. I think it was last July, this past July, where, uh, that particular location was raided and they found a cache of weapons and, uh, ammunition and such. Just, uh, just, you know, just as an yeah. FYI. But okay. Um, if I can ask you this, uh. We've
0: been foolish, Doug. We, yeah, the nation. Have. That's foolish. And that's going to be, uh, expensive to, to a degree that's going to be incalculable one day. You know, shame on us. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I got my fingers on my ears going, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. But because that's what I see when I, when I see them building and staging and training, I, I'm thinking, okay, well, here, here it comes, folks. And, and you try to try to notify law enforcement, or anyone else about it. And they're like, oh, 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 don't be so racist.
5: Exactly. You know, it's
0: not about any race. I don't care where they come from or, or what their race is. I care what they're preparing to do and what their ideology. Demands that they do. It, it's a one-way street with Islam. There's no give. It's all take.
5: That's they right. They
0: take. They conquer. They That's consume. Right. Yep. They you, they don't give back. It's it's not a, it's not in their it's not in their playbook. And shame on people for not owning up and admitting that it's got nothing to do with with race or intolerance. It's it's got it's got everything to do with recognizing what it is that their ideology dictates that they do, and it's it's a one-way street. All right. It's a hostile one.
5: Well, no, no, I've got uh, actually two questions uh, in two different directions. Uh, the one question, of course, is uh, what is your take on, for example, the Muslims in particular joining forces with the left progressives, you know, the, the the communists at that street level, it appears. For example, that Linda Sarsour, uh, you know, and the, the Women's March uh, being a Muslim, and then uh, other Muslims joining with... Uh, uh, the the revcom groups the communists uh at the street level at the at the bottom level what do you think about that and what why is that and the second question is uh the higher level which would be the infiltration Muslim infiltration of Congress and what's going on there so whichever order you want to take that in
0: well you uh, they've got a lot of money
1: <laughs> okay They're a
0: lot they've amassed a lot of wealth. And from what I have seen, they can buy whatever they want, and we'll train them, and we'll give them access, and we will turn over the keys to them, and we'll give them special badges for things that uh, they uh, that we should never give any foreign nation of any kind. Mm. Uh, it's I think money, sadly, money talks, to, to, and too much of the case. But in other cases, it's it, it's like it's a it's an alliance uh, a mutually beneficial alliance of convenience you know they 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 all want control of the united states the deep state subversives you got the globalists you got the islamists and they they all want control of the united states so growing up here's an here's an analogy growing up in southern texas uh camping uh once witnessed two raccoons on either side of a metal garbage can In a campsite and they were, they were cooperating. They were, one was on one side, one was on the other and they were lifting the lid up. And once they got the lid off and they turned the thing over and then they began fighting over what was inside, but they were smart enough to, to cooperate, uh, because one of them couldn't have gotten that lid off by themselves. So I, I I see that as, as a, as a kind of a visual of what's going on. We've got different enemies of different types that are all cooperating. To break the back of the United States, and then at some point they'll all turn on each other as to who's going to get what's inside. But uh, right now we've we've got all our enemies kind of aligning, and we'd better we'd better wake up to it, and we'd better start taking smarter actions. And again, it goes one of the biggest things right now is our president is under attack, and he cannot. Do his job effectively because he's got these attackers, uh, you know, they're American, crooked politicians are attacking him 24 seven and they should be in prison, but they're not. And so that's why I, I'm, I'm back to Jeff Sessions. I'm like, man, doggone it. If you'd, if you'd perp walk about 50 or 200 of these big name scumbag subversives, there'd be precious few of them left. Bothering with President Trump, and it would change the the face of that battle. It, we, it would give us fire superiority. A lot of people would realize, man, attacking the Trumps not all that fun or lucrative right now. It's in fact, I may get perp walk for all the stuff that I'm guilty of. So uh, I think, man, that needs to happen. It would get the get the 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 hostiles off of the, the president's back, where he could start rallying some support, move the ball upfield start getting some positive legislation in, in place and start making things better, clean these agencies, get man, can you imagine if the FBI and the CIA and the DOJ were cleaned up and were acting in good faith, faith for we the people and had President Trump's back and were supporting him? Dude, crooks couldn't get away with anything. Any kind of crooks, man. They, every time they pop their head up, they have to get investigated and raided and taken down because the whole system would be would be working so well. And uh, and right now they're all just just we uh, almost wasting our tax dollars. Uh-huh.
5: I, I love it. I, I because <laughs> you're you're you you're the military, and um, I mean you represent the best in my view of the military. Uh, and the best of the intel, of federal uh, intelligence and federal law, uh, law enforcement. And, it's, it's, so in, and you speak like and you plan like a, a, a military and um, a, a good guy in the federal law enforcement uh, class. So it, it's nice to talk with you, and, and you can outline the problem, and you're doing so well um, in outlining, outlining the problem. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, anticipating these, uh, the consequences should this not be cleaned up. The, um, the attacks against Donald Trump are going to continue. Uh, yesterday we were talking with Jerome Corsi and, uh, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, and, and of course, you know, he said, look, Mueller, Comey, as you had pointed out, as we talked earlier, um, the, the hey, it's going to happen unless it, it stopped. But I think, I think you're right. I mean, you got the, uh, what Sean Hannity calls the "destroy Trump media," constantly, 24/7, 93% negative uh, talking and printing about Donald Trump and the Congress, both sides actually, both sides of the aisle, disallowing or preventing Donald Trump from making specific appointments, which is really affecting the outcome that you're talking about. And this is just absolutely crazy. I mean, are, are we not seeing, in your estimation? Are we not seeing kind of a coup take place within the federal government right now?
0: It's, it's a slow creep, silent coup is what it is. And at some point, and, and people who agree with me that the first amendment is crucial, it's very, very important. Some of them are going to have a problem with this, even though they agree with me on the first amendment. We've got to protect that first amendment. Man, our, 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 our freedom of speech is, is crucial. Man, that's one of the biggest parts of who we are and what the United States is. But at some point, when you have a news media and an entertainment media that is so bought out and so owned by hostile entities and is being used so negatively and deceiving the American citizens to such a degree that it is literally a slow creep, hostile uh coup of sorts, of, of a, a deliberate propaganda and deceit campaign to cause the American public to think that things are different than they really are in order to get a, a, a positive and loyal president out of there, at what point do the owners and the execs of these news agencies, hold, are, what, at what point are they held accountable, and what point is too far? As far as the lying and deceit, because look, yep. CNN, MSNBC, the others—they're lying their pants off, and it's exposed constantly uh, by Fox News and, and those in the private sector. Hey, look, here's the factual data. They were wrong about that.
5: They, they, How, yep.
0: At, at what point are they legally accountable for attacking our our Commander in Chief? Because at some point, they are liable. At some point, they must be held accountable, and it's a, again, it's tricky territory. People are going to go, First Amendment. Well, yeah, I, I get it. I'm on board with that. I, I agree, but at some point, there is a, such thing as too far, and I think we have to start exploring what that is.
1: Absolutely, and Craig, I saw a report today that talked about how when you have right-wing media versus left-wing media, how one story... Uh, can raise two different sets of what they call alternative facts and we can look at that as spin on either side but when you get a news story that comes out and, and says one thing and then you have each party and the party's media spin it to say things the way they want it to it, it takes on a whole different meaning and I agree that there does come a, a time when a line needs to be drawn uh, where we see all this frivolous and sensationalist Reporting that is trying to undermine the president, there has to be a line drawn that says, um, you know, we we have to keep facts away from speculation and opinion, and it just seems like any integrity in journalism from the mainstream media has disappeared. How do we get that back in the mainstream? I'm not sure, because each um, media outlet seems to be placating to the core base of the audience they already have but it is very destructive it is very disruptive and it is definitely lending a hand to the political chaos and violence that we see in this country if you notice how the white supremacist narrative uh you know didn't come until the media uh you know struck it up and sensationalized it and you know when they don't talk about it it kind of goes away but this is the i guess this is some of the the blowback we have to live with in this information age is it not
0: well, do we have to live with it? People, you know, accuse me of being um, too too much of a crusader sometimes. Like, well, Craig, aren't you worried that you're going to get too much flack or, 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 or too much grief for doing what you're doing? And my thing is, well, I'm no, not worried about that, obviously, because otherwise I would cower away and sit and take it and shut up and, and take the abuse like like so many other people are doing. But look where that got us as a nation. Man, we've got, we've got the tentacles of a deep state wrapped around our, our uh, elective system and just strangling out our government, uh, and, and putting a strangle on our people, man, through the IRS and, and the entertainment media and so many other ways. It's just this struggle to take over control of our, of our country cannot be ignored and, um, and abided any any further like just like an old country boy i will not i cannot abide it you know I,
4: mean? I, love it, man.
0: I feel like you know yeah. uh, just saying oh no man, I, I, I cannot abide it i just can't uh i cannot stand by and watch and let that happen and look myself in a mirror and not go greg what is, what the heck are you doing letting you know standing for this you know if If I can't look, if I I feel like this after all that I've been through and all the threat that I've been under and crash in the helicopters and and all the different stuff that, you know, (laughs) in the times when you figure you may not live, you know, after enough of it, you get to where, at least I did, I got to where I'm not willing to live a coward's life on any level. uh, Because I feel feel like, you know, last couple decades I'm living on uh, bonus time anyway. If I can't be proud of myself or what I'm doing, then, uh, then I'm doing something wrong. And so that's kind of how it makes me tick. I don't expect everybody to operate uh, on that frequency, but that, that's just what makes me feel good. I feel good doing what's right. I feel good trying to empower the people that I love, trying to inform them so that they can look after what's best for them and, and kind of wake people up, shake them awake, you know, like, hey, the ship is sinking, wake up. I don't want you to you know, go down with it, you know, let's save this. Let's patch this thing up and have sail to brighter brighter seats, you know? Uh so I, I, I encourage other people to do that. I think some people start recognizing uh the, the beauty in that and 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 uh get encouraged and attracted to that and go, Yeah, you know what, if Sawman can do that, why can't I? You Amen. know, Salt's not a genius. He's not, um, he's not a perfect phys- physical specimen. He's, he's not a great speaker. He's not handsome. He's just a regular guy that just decided to, to not to abide it when he when he saw something that was so, uh, unpalatable and unacceptable. You know, I mean, we, the American people, are, are intended to run this country, man. That's how our founding fathers set it up. They Amen. were very. Selfless men in that regard, man, they agonized over, uh, our, that Bill of Rights, man, and, and our Constitution. It really was a beautifully, um, conceived, uh, set of laws and, and country as they founded it. And, uh, man, I, I think the least we can do is pay attention and roll our sleeves up and, and assert ourselves and, and participate and, and try to maintain the freedom that we have, man, cause it's, it's being eaten up. Yeah, Every day,
5: a, a republic. We're not that a, and a re- it doesn't go in reverse. Exactly, a republic if you can keep it. And right now we're at uh, the, you know, we're we're holding on by the our fingernails. We're up against the bottom of the hour network break. Craig Sawyer, Craig the Sawman Sawyer. Follow him on Twitter, by the way. Craig Sawyer has a Twitter presence. Always, always great. And you know, one of the best times I had um, in Chicago, Illinois was meeting. Uh, or Gurney, Illinois. Where, I'm not sure where was it was. Was it Chicago? I guess it was. About
1: what? Uh, 20 miles north of Chicago? Yeah.
5: Okay. Uh, but this is actually meeting Craig Sawyer. He's a real guy. He's a man's man. He's a, an American hero, a true patriot. And, um, by the way, he's a sniper, too. So, he, uh, you know, for all you pedos out there, he's a sniper. Just saying. You're listening to the Hagman Report. Uh, great, great time with uh, Greg Sawyer. Uh, and, um uh, Wow. Man, a lot of great information. Stay right where you're at. wow, look at the products. Folks, visit MasterPreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman the Hagman Report family. MasterPreps.com.
4: I mean, wow, it's insane. MasterPreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next?
7: Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Chang Close in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Army's Kit at www.changelessandwoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
5: Welcome to the Hagman Report. You know, I was just thinking, uh, our guest, uh, Craig Sawyer, Vets4, that's the number 4, Vets4ChildRescue.org, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet, as long as you you don't, uh, you know, uh, peeve him off a little bit, okay, because, or or as long as you're not the enemy, all right, because he could take you out, like, from, you know, two miles with a, uh, with a straw, I'm telling you the, the guy is deadly um, and I was just laughing, Joe and I were laughing uh, you know it's it's interesting how many people mistake uh, kindness for uh, uh, tolerance or you know it's just it, it's just. Uh, but our guest is just a stellar human being and a, a guy that, a real man's man and I'll tell you something, a guy that we want on our side and we value that is on our side and um, and is out there in front of the pack, leading the pack, Vets4. That's Vets, the number four, childrescue.org. He's got a Twitter presence. He's got uh, the website and, and such. So Craig Sawyer, the Sawman Sawyer. Uh, Joe, you're talking as well, yeah, the during fun the break, stuff. Yeah.
1: And, folks, if you go on the Hagman Report right up for the show tonight, it details uh, a number of projects that Craig has worked on in uh, – In Hollywood for the History Channel and the uh, Military Channel. And one of the ones we were talking about during the break was that he was the most frequent expert on all five seasons of the History Channel's top shot. Now, Craig, I haven't, I've seen a few of the episodes, just bits and pieces of them. I I haven't really sat down to ever watch that show. But did you get to do, um, did you get to set the example? Of, you know, these different types of shots they were doing and different weaponry. How involved were you in the show?
0: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was involved in the production as far as lining up different vendors for, for the weapons and sometimes vehicles and, uh, enjoyed that. And that's kind of how I got my, I think my foot in the door for production. They didn't, they didn't uh, call me a producer or give me credit for that, but I look in hindsight. That's what I was doing. I was connecting things, uh, and, and some big things that they didn't, they never capitalized on. It. They, I guess they didn't believe me or whatever, but, uh, uh, shame on them, uh, cause we've used those for other things now. Uh, right now I, 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 I co produce and I co-star with, with, uh, Arlie Ermy for one called Gunny Ton. And we have a, a ball. And it's a shoot 'em up show, man. We, we, we go through a bunch of different historic and modern weapons and just, Blow stuff up and have great fun. Arlie is such an American patriot and hero and, uh, and, uh, he's just a good and decent man. And, uh, and if you ever go to any firearms related trade show, he's, he's there and he's the biggest star in the, in the entire firearms industry, man. He's like, uh, like a rock star. He signs, signs autographs all day long, every day wow. at any of these conventions. So he, he's just the, the most kind and, and uh, personable guy you'd ever meet. So it's it's a blast to doing, you know, with him. The people laugh at me because I, I I smile. And I laugh so much when I'm on them with him because I'm just thinking the whole time. I'm like I'm making a TV show with Gunny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> first first time I saw him was on Full Metal Jacket. You know, oh, oh what the heck is this? Oh Jelly Donut. In the way he oh, yeah. does that. Oh, <laughs> man, he's like, "Yeah, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm making TV with Gunny, you know." So it's just fun.
5: It's just, oh
0: man. Well,
5: and, and you know what? I, I think, I think uh, we all, uh, you deserve that. Uh, it's, it's kind of that. That would be like a vacation for you, almost uh, blowing yeah. stuff up, and that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I can't complain. I don't mind it <laughs> a bit.
4: <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: Yeah. i laugh on set we have a lot of fun i mean i work hard i make sure that they get their shots they, they call me one shots all man because you know the, the high speed camera guys and all that they've got to set each shot up you know multiple times sometimes depending on what kind of uh target they they're setting up and if it's an exploding target or something like that but i can put them put the bullets where they where they want them and have, work with the cameraman so that uh, everybody's in focus and we get it one time so they're not wasting money and and daylight, so it's it, it's gone well, and I just I enjoy working with all the professional crew and and uh, and, and shooters and all that. It's just been it's just been a good time.
1: Well, so man, I appreciate. That's it.
5: That's great. That that that's, that just sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'd love to uh, just, just something about being able to blow things up um, legally. Uh, it just appeals to yeah. me right now. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's therapy. Therapy. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm trying to convince my wife to let me do blow some. Never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but now let's get back to current, Just if we can close this out with uh, a little bit more current events. How optimistic are you, Craig, or pessimistic? Uh, can we? You know, we 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 see constantly um, the Trump or the anti-Trump media going after Donald Trump and never once talking about the Hillary Clinton Ukraine connection never talking about the Hillary Clinton emails the deleted uh, 33,000 emails the broke busted up uh, laptops and uh, equipment Debbie Wasserman Schultz the DNC it's, uh, it's always anti-Trump 24-7 um, oh but you know what before we before we get into your or optimism or pessimism uh, what about the infiltration of Congress you know we the Awan brothers scandal, or the criminal aspect of that—the infiltration, where the Awan uh, Imran Awan, his brother, and about four other people infiltrated the IT department, been there for twelve years, a decade, under the tutelage of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. What the hell's going on there? I mean, what's what's up with that?
0: Well, that's that's more um, more of a symptom of the problem. The problem is we we we've got. Uh, a lack of justice in that town and people, a lack of accountability and so you've got crooks
4: mm.
0: recognizing that other crooks are not being prosecuted and, and people that are struggling for power are bending the rules and then breaking the rules and going further and further off the map of anything that's that's legally acceptable in the past and just going for it now because there's there seems to be no police you know there's no uh Nobody to hold them accountable. Nobody's getting perp walk. You don't see anything happening to Hillary or or Obama or Holder or any of them. They're just doing whatever they want, you know, and, uh, people are, other crooks are emboldened by it. So we're seeing symptoms of that with people just, you know, hiring foreign nationals and giving them, you know, undue access and, and just, I'll tell you this. I do have great hope that the recent Awan brother that got snatched up as he was trying to skip the country in dark at night back to Pakistan, they've got his laptop, and he did not have the opportunity to scrub that. So he didn't have bleach bit, and sledgehammer, and all the time he needed uh to desperately hide whatever was in there, like the, the Clinton and DNC folks have been doing in the past. So I do hope and pray that that information is being uh, exploited to the max. And I think, uh, what comes out of that will take down a lot of these, the, 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 the swamp monsters, if you will, in DC right now. So. Okay.
5: We, uh, we, we, now with your experience as a federal investigator, you've got, he, and I got to ask you this. Uh, I've been dying to ask you this, actually. Hina Alvi, his wife, who is in Pakistan, you know, and ostensibly free home, scot free from prosecution, insulated over in Pakistan. Um, she's coming back to the United States. There's got to be a plea deal, or for a, a plea deal, apparently. So do you think... But she was
1: on the run, right?
5: Well, no, she, she had left the United States. Actually, the uh, um, um, TSA, as well as the federal agents, stopped her. She was taking out $12,400 in cash out of the country on her person, stopped at the airport. This is months before uh, Imran right. won. And, but they let her go anyway. To Pakistan with her kids. Now she's coming back um, to uh, be, because I believe they promised her a plea deal. So, now from your investigative, uh, federal investigative uh, uh, experience, what's that telling you about the Awans and maybe perhaps some state's evidence uh, against uh, Wasserman Schultz or others?
0: Well, I, it would all be speculation. To nope. be honest with you right now, because I've been busy with this, you know, production this sure. documentary shoot, and so I haven't watched it so closely. But um, it's I, 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 I will, I'll say this: I, I hope for the best. I'm getting little bits and pieces uh, from from that one. Okay, but I I do hope for the best. Sure we need we need to there there are need we need to grant immunity to certain people to 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 accomplish the greater good I'll say that just generally speaking uh if you'll read between the lines there I think uh in certain cases we need to let let a few scumbags off so that we can we can we can hook the bigger fish and, and you've and done that some, some, right
5: I mean you've yeah. been involved in that process in your experience as a federal agent and such where you've seen that happen right
0: I I've seen it happen yeah, yeah. definitely
5: yeah and it's, yeah, of course, investigators, they don't make those decisions. Prosecutors
1: do, federal prosecutors and such. But uh very interesting. Okay. Um Yeah. Craig, I want to kind of switch gears here and ask your opinion on this. The recent change, we've seen a lot of political violence, um, you know, really begin during the Trump campaign at some of his rallies, and it's really taken off as of late. Now, one thing that's been in the media is the Antifa group. And finally, the media, maybe out of a need to a force, they're being forced to, to talk about this, is pointing out that the the violence that these people use against any and everybody they disagree with, and it's put this Antifa in a bad light. We saw Ben Shapiro speak at Berkeley last Thursday, and in a change from when Milo Yiannopoulos went there in February and riots broke out, there was a very heavy police presence. Now we see... That a free speech week is going to be conducted in Berkeley with a number of people, um, a conser- on the conservative side that are going there to speak. Why do you think we've seen this change in the tone of the media, uh, when dealing with Antifa? And do you expect that the police will continue this trend of cracking down on people coming to the rallies with masks on and weapons in their hand?
0: I, I see it as an overreach by, by, Those who are behind Antifa, you know, um, they've gone so far in their radical misguidance, if you will, that the, the mainstream news media have had to denounce them out of practical necessity to survive. Otherwise, I mean, they would have lost even more credibility. They're already, what, two slots below Nickelodeon at night. Nick's, Nick yeah. at Nights at 11th in the ratings, and uh, CNN is at 13th. Yeah. So they're already taking a beating. Even their own liberal followers are bailing on them. They're getting tired of being lied to. So I think when, uh, when you've got a group, a hate group like Antifa, that uh, doesn't make sense when you watch them attacking people and just how violent, bitter, and nasty they are, you can only condone it and and whitewash that so long before you have to admit like okay yeah maybe they're not the best. <laughs> yeah. I think and that's kind of all all the mainstream media's done. It's kind of admitted well maybe they're not quite the best, but they're still not you know denouncing them uh and and condemning Antifa. Well, they're not going that far.
1: They're no, just, you're well,
0: right. We're not really going to back them so much like we used to because they would like they would like to but they can't because they would lose too much money, lose too much uh, of their, their, their status as a media, and lose too much credibility. So I think they're having to just kind of soften their support <laughs> but more than more than anything else.
1: Well, one, of the, one of the funny things that came out of the media um, as they were covering this group and the tactics that they used was one commentator on CNN said that they are on the side of angels and I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I saw that. Who was it's that? So ridiculous. I can't, I'll, well, what kind I'll of find sick out.
0: Mine comes up with something like that. It doesn't check out no matter, you know, no. what, what program you're on. You're, I'm scratching my head. And look, uh, I don't know if you guys heard much about it. I was busy at the time. I tried to pay attention a little bit, but I saw a lot of people reporting online that, uh, that these Nazis, the people that had, uh, like Nazi uh, t-shirts and stuff on, and the Antifa folks were seen getting off of the same buses oh, yeah. before all this, this violence uh, at one of the rallies. And I, I wonder how far that's gotten or if that's been verified or if that's just rumor
5: just yeah. No, in fact, Joe talked about that, uh, the mix or the... Yeah, there uh, were
1: a few eyewitnesses that yeah. um, gave their account on YouTube and talked about the, one, a, a army of buses all coming together parking one behind the other and then lining up kind of like you see at a at a school a high school or a, or a concert well yeah and great. then these people not only getting off the bus uh and putting on these different you know clothes on, from opposite sides of the political spectrum but interestingly enough one of the witnesses also goes on to describe afterwards after the events in, in Charlottesville that day a number of them from both sides of the political aisle that were allegedly fighting at each other hours before, eating together at diners and other restaurants, yep. which, um, you know, when we see these type of, of uh, protest, we know, especially with Charlottesville, there was a, a guy named Jason Kessler who was a huge Obama supporter, and his Twitter feed was just full of the Obama stuff. Then all of a sudden, on the night of the election, he made some weird statement that, oh, I've been red-pilled and I'm now a Republican or Trump supporter. <laughs> Suddenly. He had his permit for that Charlottesville rally pulled, and the ACLU, who never steps in to do anything on behalf of a conservative or Christian or any group that is related with them, stepped in and got the permit reinstated. And there's just a lot, I mean, with the whole Charlottesville incident, we know, and from uh, just experiencing a number of these things play out in different ways, that federal undercover operatives... Like to go in there and start the violence and, you know, then leave, uh, or get the violence, the ball rolling with the, with the violence and, uh, create this disturbance. And I believe that to be the case. I wouldn't limit it to federal undercover operatives. Well, no, maybe not federal undercover operatives. There, I'm sure there are many other operatives, but it is all influenced anymore by, by politics and money to the point where there's an article today that talked about Hillary Clinton and taking $800,000 from her campaign uh, money and giving it to an Antifa group. And when interviewed, they uh, this one uh, section of of the Antifa group, I think it's uh, Onward Together, something like that, Um, they denied receiving money from George Soros but wouldn't deny that they got money from Hillary Clinton. But the funds show that to be the case. And speaking of Hillary Clinton, I know we talked about the Arkansas and Clinton body count any thoughts on this resurgence of Hillary Clinton in the news media being fawned over by everybody with her book titled What Happened as she goes on to blame every and anybody besides herself for the election loss?
0: Well, you know, they, they may try to to um, give her credit or praise somehow, but what I see overwhelmingly is ridicule. People are humiliating Hillary Clinton for raising her rancid head once again, and throw in the blame for that which she is responsible. So if you go to any of the news feeds, like let's say CNN airs a story about, uh, Hillary, just go read in the comments and you'll see, you'll see people just bashing and going, oh, they're just trashing her, man. I think most of the American public is sick of her. I think they see through her and it's, and it's just bad and it's just old. And it's almost like they keep raising her from the dead and, you know, ejecting her with adrenaline one more time and taking her out of the crypt and wheeling her back into public and hoping they can get her back in there. I think because so many of the globalists have so much invested in her, uh, that she was supposed to hand the keys to the United States over to them. And, uh, and, and, uh, they, they've lost a lot of money in their for their investment. So I think they keep trying to dust her back off and put lipstick back on her and wheel that pig back into the, into the arena, but uh, the American public aren't having any part of it from what I'm seeing. it's yeah. You know, the comments are hysterical, man. They're just they're just. Slides, it is
1: good man. entertainment.
5: <laughs> I just had a great, great <laughs> mental image, which you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
1: get me started. Yeah. Oh, man. John just sent me a note saying that you have a, a great YouTube channel with a, a bunch of different videos from shooting to um, other videos that you've done. What is the name of your YouTube channel?
0: Oh, I'd have to look. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Craig. Craig Sawman Sawyer or or uh, Craig Sawyer. Let me let me if you guys, well you know, I can put up real quick. To, John says uh, it's Greg, yeah, Craig. Sawman. we, we,
5: saw we man, got, cover. okay, we got cover. <laughs> you covered. Okay, Craig Sawman. You have to look. And but, I didn't know that was
1: hard, like me. Saw. So folks oh, go well, there's subscribe.
0: there's Twitter. There's the YouTube. There's the uh, Facebook. You know the public Facebook page. That one's Craig Sawman Sawyer. Yeah. I try to, you know, but sometimes people have stuff occupied. You choose a name that you can, but
7: you oh, know, I just, I, yeah. I, try to
0: put stuff on multiple out, outlets because so many of these tech companies manipulate the reach anymore, especially if you're conservative. Boy, oh yeah, you know, you know got people, friends of mine saying, Craig, I haven't seen anything from you in weeks or months. And I'm uh-huh. like, you gotta be keeping a post multiple times every day to try to keep people up to speed. They're like, man, I have to keep, keep clicking like on your page. And follow and then I'll come back the next day and it'll be gone. That's right. And I gotta right. re-like really you and like, man, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. Let me say this, man. I'm gonna go there right now. Cool. I know some people that at the top of uh, some of these tech companies. And to my faith, they're nice and decent people. And, uh, um, yet their platforms are being used to, to the wishes of the, of the owners of these companies, uh, anti-American agenda. And they're openly, well, I won't say openly, but they're obviously suppressing American patriots and, and decent conservative American citizens view and voice and suppressing our first amendment rights, suppressing our voice. And I would say, you know what? Shame on you. Man, look yourself in the mirror. You can't. I don't care how much money you have. You can't buy an honorable mirror. You can't buy it. And when you look in that mirror, you're going to see whatever it is that you really are. And if you know that you're undermining your fellow countrymen for a dark agenda, maybe you don't think it's dark. But look, if you're trying to suppress the voice of decent American people and families and and the patriots. Uh, that's dark. If you don't recognize it, I'll tell it, I'll tell you outright. That's, that's dark and ugly. And I would say even evil because of the direction that it's headed. It's headed toward tyranny and you're part of it and shame on you. And so, uh, I would encourage anybody that's working for any of these big tech, tech companies. You're so proud. You're so pro gay. You're so pro, you know, modern changes and all this stuff. Well, you're also pro. Tyranny, because the way this is marching, the direction that this all is marching is to suppress the majority, so to suppress the morally decent, uh, to usher in a, a type of perversion of the minority and, and usher in control of the, we the American people by a globalist cabal of criminals who are not good people and that want absolute control and and when they get absolutely control, it, it turns dark. What they want are not good things, no matter what model you're told they want. So the the, the ultimate globalists, those that, that with that control the trillions, want essentially a global communist model. So it's not like we all get to be wealthy and, and, and enjoy it. No, we all get reduced to the to the lowest common denominator under their model. And if you look at any of the models where the government has gotten too big and gotten too much power for too long over the citizens it has inevitably turned hostile and that's those are the cases where you see government sponsored genocide that's right. millions of families lined up and exterminated i mean that doesn't happen on accident that happens when the citizens give willingly give up all of their rights to to uh, the government and assume that the government's going to take take care of them and i ask anybody on the radical or on the extreme left to take an honest look at at those that you know in federal government and ask yourself if they're so brilliant and if they're so sharp and that they have so many of the, the answers that we really want them in charge of everything. There's a reason that the private sector crushes the federal government on performance. There's a reason UPS and FedEx are crushing, you know, the mail service. <laughs> And there's a reason that the that the DMV is not all that impressive a place to go. I mean, uh, we got to be honest, folks. Giant, all powerful, federal government is not the solution. That's that's what I stand on. I want the people empowered because I think it's it's better that way. So somewhere there's a perfect solution for just enough government. So. Those of you uh, that are so proud to be part of a big tech company that's making so much money right now, uh, be ashamed of how they're manipulating and silencing the voice of the decent American patriot, and 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 start asking some questions there, and start researching from a different angle, and 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 start being honest with yourself, and maybe start being part of the solution in a little bit different way. Okay, so Amen. that's my soapbox there. Thanks and, and, for letting me get that out.
5: No worries, and I got to tell you, what started out, you know, being kind of a dark uh, as, as we as we start out with a dark topic. Uh, to hear you say that, and to know that you're on our side, on the side of the uh, Christian conservative American, true red, white, and blue. Um, and I don't want to confuse patriot with with. Uh, um, well, I, I I won't go there, but, but but just to know that you're on our side, that you're out there running point. I can't think of a better, uh, really a better gift than that. And, I, and, I, and folks, uh, please support uh, VetsForChildRescue.org. Do what you can. Uh, keep them um, keep them in business because they do great work. Craig the song, man Sawyer is a hero, an American hero, a true American patriot. And I want to thank you, um, partly because I'm afraid of you. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I want to thank you for everything you do. Uh, you're just a tremendous man and, and, and really a, a, a true hero and everything you have done and you're, you're' you're standing up for the truth and for the people who or the um, uh, those without a voice and it's something that uh, wow and and for people for everything you've been through and everything you've done it's just an amazing well you're a gift to us i'll tell you that
0: well, I, that's very flattering, and those are kind words, Doug. I appreciate that coming from you. And I, I want to, in response to that, I want to say, man, I'm just a regular guy who's trying to do good, and, and everybody can do the same. You know, everybody can rise up and unite and 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 speak your positive voice and, and, and try to seek the most intelligent and effective way to have whatever positive impact you can at your level where you are every day. You know, you get better at it as you go. I mean, I screw up constantly, but man, my heart's good and I'm trying to move that ball upfield for, for the American people, man. I want it safer, more prosperous, brighter, more fun United States for everybody that I care about. So that's all I'm doing is trying to, trying to help facilitate that. And so it's not about one guy, man. You know, I, I, I appreciate when people uh, are thankful for my contributions and, and, and efforts and uh with that, I like to encourage other people to do the same, man, hey, if I can do it, I'm not empowered with any special gifts, Um, you know, I, I had a fantastic father who was a pastor, a, a spiritually mature and strong man that shared a lot of wisdom with me, and so uh I, I did learn and appreciate a lot from that, and yeah, I went into the SEAL teams, and, and taxpayers spent a lot of money, giving me a lot of training, you know, and other agencies after that, and I am the beneficiary of that, but you know, my body's shattered for it too. So it's a, it's a trade off. So I am very capable and I am very connected, but I, I say all that to say this, man, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a regular guy trying to, trying to do something good. And I think we all can. I think that's the, the message is like, man, you can too. Whatever I can do, so can you. And so Amen. I, I encourage you to do it, you know, strap it on and let, let's go.
5: Hey, we're, you know what uh, I, I said this uh, this morning on my morning show, you know, or yesterday, I think I don't know. We are all combatants in this war, uh, either willing or unwilling. Hey, we've got to fight. What other choice do we have? But that's just my view. And and thank you, Greg, so much for being yeah. being part of it. We've in the, the program, brother. What a great, my two, pleasure. what a great two My hours.
0: pleasure. There's more than one way to fight for your country. That's what I keep telling people.
5: That's and right. There's one Thank, Thank you, my you friend. God. All right, thanks, Craig. What a Bye, great guys. guy! What a great guy, Craig Sawyer, absolutely uh, the saw man. And we we had such a great time with him in, in Chicago. I'll tell you what, you talk about really being on point and really intelligent, well, um, very articulate
1: and well focused. That'll do it for us tonight. Until tomorrow, stay safe, God bless, and have a great evening.